everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt. Yeah, what's up? And Connor's not here, but no one cares, it's fine. Yeah. We can move on. So, coming up on this week's show... He's super sad that he didn't come home. <laughs> He's very sad. I, we are not. We are not talking about the World Cup, Matt. We're not doing it. I, no. but we're not. It's fine. I'm just like I'm just queuing people in. It's funny. Yeah, crying bit. It's funny as it is that his team lost. We're not doing oh, it. Oh, his team. A bunch of people's team. Like, oh, I don't care about everyone else. I just care about his misery personally, though. I don't really care about. I know. About I know. I mean, hell, hell of a week. You guys had a visitor that you know. You would rather not be there, and then the team loses, and just like poor Connor. He's. Uh, it's in a rough place. But yeah, he's not here this week. He's, he's, uh, he's, he had to take the week off. He'll be back next week, as per usual. Um, and, yeah, we have books to talk about this week. We'll talk about DC Comics coming up on this week's show. We've got Superman, Issue 1, Detective Comics 982, The Flash, number 50, Titans 23, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps, number 48, Hawkman, number 2, Plastic Man, number 2, and Sideways, number 6. So that's all the books that are coming up on this Ooh, week's wee. show. And guess who read every single one of them? You, I didn't. You did. Because <laughs> this this guy has no self control sometimes. Uh, I never read Hal Jordan, but I've not been reading that, you know, since no, issue yeah, one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I wasn't either. And then Connor kept bringing me back in, and now yeah. I'm sticking out in Diddy's ruin. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's coming up. We got a little bit of news as well. We also got a couple of questions from Twitter because you know it was just the two of us. We uh, we only have eight books. We thought I ah, will ask some questions on Twitter. That said, I'll warn you right now. Next week. Because of like Titans being pulled forward and Aquaman being delayed to week four, mm-hmm. we only have five books next week. So I want everyone to be prepared next week on Twitter for questions. You know, on, on Saturday I'm going yep. to tweet out, give us some questions because it's going to be half the episode next week. Yeah. So have questions and, ready. And like, yeah, we prefer DC questions, but if oh, you have sure. no DC questions, give us pop culture stuff. We're all pop culture nerds. Yes, yes. Here. Yes. So, but not Star Wars. Don't... I'll block any Star Wars questions, but everything else. Yeah, fine. just because that becomes me and Connor ganging up on Pete and Pete going, I don't care. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> Solo failed. Ha ha. So, but try, try to keep it reined in. Also, I would say that, uh, as I don't know much about video games, kind of temper that one. Kind of keep it the stuff we all know about, um... which is. You know, movies, yeah, that's fair. comics, books. In fact, here's a, a good time for me to plug. I, I do stream games on Twitch at uh, twitch, twitch.com slash TV. If you want to come and talk to me about games, you can do that there. Uh, I'll, I'll chat to yeah. you. Yeah, there you go. So, Twitch yeah. is a thing I don't understand. Yeah. So, yeah, we can make fun of Matt. We'll you come by, we'll make fun of Matt. We'll talk about Matt and his I, old man ways and as, how he doesn't understand the video games. As, as I was eating breakfast with my wife this morning, watching Disney YouTube things and... Disney's become this, this like the parks have become like this Instagram culture thing where now they're just creating stuff so people can take pictures on Instagram, and mm. I've never felt more get off my lawn than I did <laughs> watching this, and I was just like, what is wrong? You're spending all this money and you're worried about taking a picture with a float that happens to look like Peter Pan's hat. Hey, I mean, I mean, we have what are called Instagram celebrities now, where they may, may just make money because they have so many followers that people pay yeah. them to advertise on their Instagram. Yeah. So I was just like, y'all should be enjoying a Key Lime Sunday float by itself, not just because you want to take a picture with it on Instagram. I just... Uh. I mean, I don't get it, but if someone said, hey, we'll pay you money to take a photo with our product... Well, I'd be like, well, sure. Well, it's not so much for money because it's not that's not who they're catering to. They're catering oh, sure. to people 
Like there's this purple wall at Disney World that has become Instagram famous. Like people just started taking pictures in front of it and now they've started catering to it by adding things over there you can take pictures with. And I don't understand it. I, I guess I guess because I always go against the grain, right? Like that's my thing. So as you guys well know. Yeah, uh, I, I, have, I have nothing to, to offer. Um, yeah. Many of things make me feel get off my lawn. I don't think uh, Disney's Instagram culture is one of them. Yeah. Well, because you're not really impacted by it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a Disney fan, really, so yeah. I don't really give a yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but. So, like, when you want to go and experience the, you know, the Golden Churro for the Pirates' 50th anniversary, and you can't because they've been sold out since they debuted, I get a little irritated because I love churros. And I'd like to try a pineapple churro. Can you not but buy yeah. a churro and put pineapple on it yourself? No, because it's the way that they do it. Like, Disneyland okay. churros don't taste like churros anywhere else. Like, and I know that sounds stupid because they're frozen and reheated and then rolled in cinnamon and sugar. But Disneyland's, bar none, are the best. Just, just so. follow the process. Do you know what it is? It's the sprinkling of cocaine they put in them. Uh, that's all it, it is. It could be. It could be. They say they put, you know, bad stuff in Starbucks, and that's the same way. Like, I didn't care about coffee, and then I got one hit of Starbucks, and now it's like... I need They say they put magic into everything at Disney, and yeah. you see, you know, the little magic sparkles is... as, as as Mickey, like, you know, waves his hand and the sparkles. I'm like, that's just cocaine. It's just cocaine. I need that. I need the Mickey Mouse hands, and then just they make a wave, and it just says it's cocaine. <laughs> so we talk about DC Comics on this show once we get going. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I already told you what's coming up. So we'll get into news first of all. Um, and then we'll do some questions from Twitters, and then we'll get into the book. So uh, we did actually have, I mean, one big news item this week. Because uh, for a long time, for a year now, it's actually been about a year, because Ruckus run in Wonder Woman ended, uh, like, what, June last year? May, June time? Yeah, that's when I got sad. And we had five issues of Fontana, which was, was solid. Not as good, but so- solid. Uh, you're yeah. missing it now after reading almost uh, a year of Robinson. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, we've had this Robinson run, which was told, oh, it's just a, it's just a, a placeholder until the team comes, and then it kept going. And it, it's Robinson's runs went so long that it's basically a run now. It's, it's you know, it's, yeah. it's long enough to be a run. It's like twenty issues or something like that. Um, so so that's that's a thing. That's something that's happening. Um, so, but we finally have news. We finally have news. Obviously, we heard that Orlando was coming uh, to do a, a, a guest arc, mm-hmm. six issues, or whatever it is, starting with issue fifty. For that, that's like this week, right? <laughs> I th- I think so. We never I, read it. I might it. be picking it back up, but yeah. uh, side news is um, Jenny Frisian is doing a new take on these covers, and now they look like travel posters. Oh yeah, I saw, like, I saw the Mexico one, yeah. And that's like my jam. I love that kind of stuff. And then I saw that it started with issue 52, and then I checked and Robinson's not writing anymore. So I was like, oh good, I can buy yeah, these and feel good about it. I think it. it's this week's issue 50 that Orlando starts his... Uh... Yep. I, well, actually, no, I think it's 51, maybe. I think yeah. this is the end of Robinson's run this week. All I know is I looked up 52, and Robinson's name wasn't there. I didn't look who was writing it. I just looked. There was no Robinson, which bums me out, because I like James Robinson, for the most part. I know, but... he's, he's a solid writer. He's just, he, was, he was dealt this really really weird deck, or this really weird hand, uh, with this Wonder Woman yeah. book. Because it was like, here, you have to do Jason stuff. And it was like, eh. But... Um, also, Alan, who feels a bit weird that DC did something special for issue fifties instead of fifty two, like just yeah, I mean that's just the milestone as what it is now, especially with the double shipping. But you know, 
So we got news. We know who's the new, the next writer and artist are. The, huh? the new the new team taking over uh, with issue fifty eight, which is November fourteenth issue. Uh, it doesn't mention going single shipping, so uh, I'll assume it's still double until otherwise told. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so that's issue fifty eight, and it's going to be. And Joe, it's funny. Is I'm pretty sure like a year ago I actually suggested this writer. And it was yeah. it was kind of, it was kind of like a not like a lightly scenario. It was just kind of like oh, if we can steal someone from Marvel, this would be a good pick. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, so here we are, uh, G Willow Will, uh, Wilson, who of course uh-huh. uh, Miss Marvel famous, uh, who's done about fifty issues or so of Miss Marvel at Marvel. Funnily enough, how that works. Yeah. But then again, Captain Marvel's DC. So I mean, who's to who's to assume anything? But. She is going to be taking over the writing duties with issue 58. Carrie uh, Nord is going to be the artist on this run, which is also pretty good news. Um, I have read the first two trades of Miss Marvel. It's really good. I, I'll keep reading it as I go. I'm going through it slowly, but it is really solid, and this is uh, really promising. This is It's exciting because it's, it's someone fresh. It's not like just someone else from DC that's been there for a while no. that's shifting over from, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's. I like when creators jump. It was like when Lemire went over to Marvel, and it's like, oh, what's he going to go do there? And so now we can see what Wilson's going to do at DC. And mm. hopefully she gets more of a shot than just Wonder Woman, you know? Cause yeah, yeah we'll, be we'll cool. see. I mean, I don't know if she's still working on Miss Marvel at Marvel still. Yeah, so she, after this news came out, she had mentioned, like, she's not done at Marvel. Like, she's not exclusive to either. So yeah. it wasn't an exclusive contract. Said, I do recall she had other projects lined up at Marvel, and mm-hmm. she, she basically dropped all of them after that yeah. whole uh, snafu. I think it was last year with the Comic-Con with the, the arms yeah. deal. Which they eventually yeah. uh, went back on, but even doing it, just like, okay, I'm dropping all these other projects, I'm not doing them. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the thing. But, I mean, I think it's worth noting, she signed an exclusive contract with Marvel in 2014, so I don't know if it just ran out. Like, Because yeah. my, my thinking was that if she agreed to do this for DC, but her exclusive contract was still, like, had time left on it, is that mm-hmm. maybe why we've waited a year? Is that why we've waited yeah. so long with the, these fill-in runs, mm-hmm. if you will? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad that we'll have a more consistent writer back on Wonder Woman because I do miss reading good Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and our, like I said, our Miss Marvel's solid from what I've read so far. So uh, this is this is nothing but good news. So. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. What other news? Uh, I know other stuff happened. Uh, I've only got one other thing, so I'm hoping it's the thing yeah. you think you're thinking of. Uh, are we talking okay. about Mr. Miracle being delayed? Oh no! I wasn't thinking about any news. I was just wondering because I don't keep up to with news. Oh, okay. I was just, yeah, we have one. I was being yeah. a cipher for the audience. We have one more thing. Although this article that I got from Newsarama is a bit confusing in the wording. I think there's a mistake here, and I I googled it to try and see if anywhere else like also had the news with the correct, possibly correct info. Because I'm assuming there's a mistake here. But I couldn't find anything. But regardless, so Mr. Miracle has been kind of pushed again. In fact, issue 10 was supposed to be this week, Once Upon a Time, and you know, it's been pushed. Now I think it's scheduled for August 1st, uh, so week 1 of August. Issue 11, bizarrely, is listed as August 22nd right now, and then Mr. Miracle number 12 is October 10th. Uh, that's why I think issue 11 is a mistake. I feel like that's probably meant to say September 22nd, but I could be wrong. Because hmm. it feels weird to me to have... To rush out eleven like a few weeks after issue ten when the next one's not coming till October. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Weirder things have happened. Yeah. With with publication. Or, so. e- or even if it's planned like this just now, I still I see issue eleven being pushed to September. Yeah, I mean as long as they come out, that's all I yeah. care. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too... I mean, obviously, it's been upsetting that it's, it's been pushed, but it's been such a sort of focused, consistent book with the, the, with the art that I wouldn't want any fill-ins. And no. because it is kind of on its own little corner of the universe, it's just not like affecting other books. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Take your time, get it finished. And I'll cut uh, Gerard some slack. Or, sorry, Gerard's some slack. Gerard's. Yes, yes. Uh, because uh, he, he just had a kid, so he's clearly busy right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's just, you know... Going around playing golf and missing deadlines, he actually has a good reason. So, was, was that and, a Trump and it works jab? in well with the theme of the book too. So, was that a Trump jab? Just randomly? I'm not confirming nor denying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, what, what what a political response! We can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> the intention of said statement. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's just a quick thing. So that's the news. But obviously, Wonder Woman's a big thing. Uh, really exciting. So I assume we'll hear more about that Comic Con. I would expect you know Comic Con's next weekend. Um, and we record on the Saturday, and Comic-Con starts on the Thursday, so there's a good chance we'll have some news next week at least, mm-hmm. to make up for some of the, the, the fact that we have almost no books. So, you can look forward to that. So yeah, we'll do some questions from Twitter. we got a couple of people asked a few questions. Um, so first up, at uh, Tim3Robin, uh, otherwise known as Ryan, um, asked a couple of questions. One, where do we see some of these characters a year from now? Uh, and he's listed a few characters. He's got Wally West, Tim Drake, Bart Allen, Stephanie Brown, and Booster Gold. Um, I almost want to just ignore Tim Drake because he's obsessed with Tim Drake. He's always tweeting about Tim Drake. His name is even related to Tim Drake. He's twi- yeah, but self-parody at this point. Yeah, but if someone that is also a self-parody, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel there's a kindred spirit there. Um, and it's, it's not where we want to see them in... Uh, well, actually, not as it said. Where, where, where do you see yeah. slash want? So it's kind of both. Um, yeah. I mean, Steph and Tim, I kind of see like they, they kind of set up them good off into their own little quest. Yeah. So I'm kind of expecting them to have like a, a duo book. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's you know going to be done by a year from now. I don't know, but uh, as that's I'm kind of where I see that. I want all five of these characters in one book, and they're going across the multiverse. You want That's, this to be like the the the, the misfits who the DC keeps forgetting about, who team up yep. to take on Ta. I could yep. see that. And, that could be fun. And they're the greatest heroes you've never heard of. And Booster and uh, Rip Hunter are, are their leaders, yeah. and they're going across. That said, there's there's one of those names I am going to intentionally not speak about because it's related yep. to a book from this week. So we're going to we're going to hold off. Yeah, but. Um, um, As for Wally, with all that's going on, his name is has been thrown out in the Sanctuary book that's coming yeah. out. He was in Crisis, um, so I feel like he's going to have a big role going forward, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, honestly, because... I think coming out of that of Heroes in Crisis, I think a solo Wally book is where I want. Yep, because he he is the reason for Rebirth, right? Like his appearance was the keystone moment in Rebirth One, so. I don't feel like anything, like, not that he's being underutilized right now, but I feel like it's the calm before the storm, you know? Yeah, we're, we're definitely building to something with him. And so I, I think him having a solo book after Heroes in Crisis is not only just something I want, it, it feels fairly lately. It's not a dead yeah. cert, but it's, it's, it's fairly yeah. lately. It um, feels, feels big. Uh, same with Booster. I feel there's going to be a change for Booster going, whatever that mm-hmm. is. He's another name that's super involved in Heroes in Crisis. So yeah. I I do think this is stemming from last week. I think he's one of the characters that dies, but because timey wimey, timey wimey, you know, he can never, yeah, he can never be fully rid of Booster Gold, which is why I love him. Uh, obviously, as for what I want Steph to have in a year, and I've said this before, I know I'm being a self-parody, but a Batgirl's book 
with Babs, yeah. Cass, and Steph all in their Batgirl personas. Yeah. As a team. Oh, and, then, and this is stepping on, on stuff that happened in, in Flash, but a Flash family book, I think, uh-huh. that would feature certain characters. Uh, I think I really want, like without a shadow of a doubt. I think DC's ready for two Flash books because it's been a really long time. Since it's been, been a long time, and Flash, Flash is actually one of their best sellers. It's a, it actually, yeah. um, I think last month it outsold, or the, the last time we had figures, it outsold Detective. So, yeah. so Flash is doing pretty well uh, as yeah. a book. So, yeah. And another yeah. question he asks is, um, uh, how clean do we think the transition from the end of Doomsday Clock to the entirety of the DCU will be? Um, what, what I think is interesting about that question is the word clean. I don't necessarily yeah. think it will be clean. <laughs> well, I think it'll be clean in the sense that Johns has purposely sewed these loose ends throughout Rebirth, mm. from from the beginning of Rebirth to Doomsday Clock. So I do feel a lot of those loose ends will be tied up. But Johns is never one of those writers that just doesn't leave it that clean. He leads jumping off. Oh sure. But when I think of the question, though, I'm not thinking about like him tying loose ends. I'm thinking mm-hmm. how. Other books will now be like because you always said, "Oh, the rest of the books will catch up to Doomsday Clock right. by the time it's finished." I'm thinking of it'll probably be quite a, a jump in all the other books, but they they all jump a year ahead at the end of like you know, when Doomsday Clock finishes, yeah. there'll be this weird jump in the rest of the continuity books where they all jump ahead maybe in time or something like that. And I can see them all having a, a bit of a different status quo because of it. And I think that won't necessarily be clean, but I don't necessarily think I'll dislike it if that makes sense. No, no, yeah, it's I like. I like, and this is such a weird phrase, organized chaos, where it feels like everything's messed up, and but it's fine. Like, kind of DC does best. It was out of 52, you had the one year later. Um, yeah. Not 52, uh, Infinite Crisis. And then Infinite 52, uh, 52 uh, filled that in inform what had happened in that year yeah i'm so, expecting something that feels kind of like that maybe um my only hope is that none of the smaller books get caught in the crossfires where it messes with what they were doing like i hope i hope they have it planned yeah. well enough where that they've accounted for this time or this jump or whatever the yeah. status quo shift is well, after the end of doomsday clock doomsday clock's not as like outside of batman it's not that tied into the proper dc continuity like you know what I mean? It's much more about the Watchmen characters right now than it has been about the DC characters. Like, yeah, we've had appearances by Luther and Joker. And... Yeah, but we were expecting an effect by the end. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is I don't... I think there'll be an effect, but I don't think like it's going to change that much. The, you know what I mean? Like, it'll it'll be seamless, I think. Like, oh, I'm going, I, to, I, I'm going to remember you said that, seamless. It's a very specific yeah. word. I'm going to remember I, you said seamless. I, I definitely think that they're good at this now. They've had the practice from all of the the weekly series and whatnot. Like they made it like as bad as Convergence was, they made it through that that shift where they moved offices, pretty pretty good. Like there wasn't much of a change outside of most of Convergence not being good. So, you know, yeah, I guess I, mean, I don't really necessarily compare a transition of their office in real life to a transition in the yeah, continuity. But in the books think about how, yeah but think about how chaotic that was you know like the planning that went into moving the offices and not having the the you know the right deadlines and whatnot they had to shift everything and i just think you know doomsday clock being pushed a little bit and even having that year gap like john said from the beginning i think they can pilot 
around it. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, we also had some questions from uh, at Corey YNWA. Um, the first one being being just kind of a silly classic. Uh, Marry Boff Kill uh, yeah. with Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Supergirl. I'm assuming Batgirl is going to be Babs here in this in this particular question yeah. since he didn't specify. Or, or you could make you can make it any Batgirl you want. Well, that just makes really. the question harder. Come on now. Yeah, I know. So well, I'm I'm gonna have an addendum here for for you after you answer this one. <laughs> well, I don't really want to kill any of them. I'm just yeah. Even either way, the, the the one I'm picking to kill is basically the one that I'm not picking for the other two. So just by default, I'm killing them. Yeah, let's say I have a better word than kill. Um, I can't think of one though. So I'm sorry, but I think I'm killing Wonder Woman. Yeah, just me too. Just by default, just by default. I, th- I think that's... No, no, okay. I'll, I'll do... I'll, I'll, let me think. I can I can work a way around this so we don't have the same answers. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, see, it's tough. I really like both Kara and Babs, right? Mm-hmm. And... But I think if we're t- thinking purely comic book personalities here, we're not thinking... We're not bringing in TV show or anything like that. We're just thinking yeah, about... Yeah, because if, we, if we're bringing in the TV show, then... Yeah, because then we've got Melissa Benoist's face attached and, to this. And, and that, that's and harder. Adorable. Because that's, yeah. a, that's a real person that I can visualize, and that makes this difficult. Yeah. So if we're just yeah. thinking comic book personalities, I think I have to marry Babs, and I guess I'll have a one-time boff with uh, with Kara. Right? I yeah. think that's... The, me me being in the Superman family, the, the Kara thing, and it's not Melissa Benoist, so, you know, I might have to kill Kara just because that's, like, a family member. And you, you don't want to marry your boss a family <laughs> member, right? Wait, so, wait a minute. Your logic here is that you already feel like you're a part of the Superman family, mm-hmm. and therefore that would be incest. Yeah, look, look behind me, Pete. <laughs> I might not be actual part of the family, but don't, you know. It, yeah, it's still real to me, damn it. Uh, so that leaves me with Babs and, and Diana. And let's be honest, we all know I'm self-parody at this point. How do I feel about redheads? So you got to marry Babs. And you have a one-time thing with Wonder Woman. If, if you know. Yeah. And it can't be Gal Gadot either. It's got to be this know, is just This is just insane how delusional your answer ended up being. Um, I'm glad, you know, because I didn't want to match up with you because it would have been the same thing. Sure, sure. Right? So uh, it's a nice little exercise in creative thinking. All right. Okay. So that's it. It gave us a follow-up question as well, which is really twisting the knife into this one. So based on the wife we just chose, yep. which character would we cheat on them with? Oh dear. <laughs> well, my my answer is poison ivy, and I can get away with it because she has the pheromone thing. Oh, I didn't. I couldn't control it. She's a supervillain. Although right? he did specify, don't worry about loyalty. It's a comic. We can retcon that storyline later. So, well, already, so, 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 uh, what you said is, is don't, don't worry about the actual act of uh, cheating on on well, your then, wife. We're not, we're not might, questioning the morality of that. We're just talking yeah. about who would you well, pick then, over the wife. I might just full uh, pull a full Grayson and go with Starfire then, right? Hmm. Uh, yeah, do the Starfire Ivy, like, you know. I mean, honestly, I think Babs probably would be my number one pick, but mm-hmm. if I'm being tempted. Maybe Jessica Cruz. If I if I'm if, um, if I'm being tempted. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Totally get that. All right, so here here's my addendum to that. You have to uh, marry Boff, kill each of the Batgirls. <laughs> oh, jeez, come on now. Babs, Steph. Come on, I can't kill any of them. What are you doing? 
Hey, you gotta. You, you, that's why I said we gotta come up with one that's not kill. I'm still marrying Babs. Yeah. Like, that's just it's not changing. Yeah. So then you, know, you have to pick between Steph and and Cass. That's, do you know what I hear about this question? I like them all as people too much to say, oh, I'll just have a one-night fling with one and just kill the other one. I know, one. I know. Also, I don't fancy my chances killing Cass. I don't fancy it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you have to, by default, you gotta kill Steph. And that <laughs> I makes kill Steph! Video. So, welcome, enjoy that. <laughs> um, Alright, this, this is a depressing, this is depressing, this, this, this story. This story. So that's that's uh that's me putting books. That's me putting books. I hope, oh. hope you're happy. Hope you're happy with that later questioning. Uh, so let me grab my tablet over here so I can actually look at the yeah, books. Yeah, you get that. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna start off with Superman issue one, the big new number one of of the week. Uh, following on right after Man of Steel number six, which we got last week. This is Bendis' mm-hmm. first issue of Superman. Obviously, the first issue of Action Comics with him. Uh, one thousand and one is coming in two weeks' time. So, uh, this one, uh, well. I'll just ask you, Matt. How did you feel? How did you? How did you like it? I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, again, it I didn't expect it to be so informed by by current events. Like mm-hmm. this is not a fresh start, to borrow a term, uh, from from another company. But it feels like Superman still. Bendis has you know, uh, he has a flair for writing the character, uh, and and yeah, it's very Superman focused. It's not so much. Clark Kent, like Clark shows up in and stuff, but it's Superman going about his business over like the course of a day and a night, and I like that a lot. Yeah, because he's he's out looking for Lois and John, and he ends up as like a Dominator like fleet yep. coming towards Earth, and it, it kind of reminds him, you know, what I'm needing on Earth, and I should trust Lois; they'll be fine. I'll go back to Earth, and you know, go where I'm needed. And we get a couple of sad flashbacks as he's he's remembering like a nice morning with Lois and a nice morning with John, as he's joking with his son and. Is it, you know all all the rest of it, uh, but the big thing is that the fortresses was destroyed, of course, and yep. I actually did get a chuckle out of like Hal being like, "Hey, uh, the Guardian sent me to make sure we've cataloged all of your weird alien technology that could cause chaos," uh, and they cracked me up. But Diana's like, "Oh, you build a new home, yes," and you see him like you know pick up like a crystal from the wreckage, like a sunstone, yeah. yeah. And uh, we see him go out to the Bermuda Triangle and drop it into the ocean where it forms a new fortress of solitude in the water. Very Superman the movie. Or it even returns. Right? Like the Kryptonian Island. Oh yeah, I can see what you mean by that. Um, I, I like this a lot. I'm not, I am not. I don't really care if it's in the Bermuda Triangle. It's a nice touch. Yeah, I, but, I did. Um, I, uh, the, the, it's a little bit hacky, my man. Like, ah, I get it. Is, is it any it's more hacky? Is it any more hacky than the idea of the fortress in the first place and the and, and well, the Arctic? I I understand it up in the Arctic because it's so isolated. But the thing with the Bermuda Triangle is, the Bermuda Triangle is actually pretty busy. You know, like there's shipping routes and whatnot. Like it's not this isolated place that people think it is. But it, it carries sure. the the name carries a value of like this mysterious place where things go missing. You know. I guess um, we could just sort of say in the DCU, like ships just avoid it because they actually are superstitious about it. Yeah, well, I mean that that's how it actually works in the real world too. Yeah. But like, more ships do go missing there, and there's some weird magnetic properties and whatnot. And now you can chalk that up to the fortress, the new fortress being there. But I always like the idea of it being up in the Arctic, and just because it's so isolated up there, and it made sense for Fortress of Solitude. I mean, no, I mean. I had no, I had no problem with it being in the Arctic, but you know we've had it yeah. in the Arctic for decades and decades. So I mean, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. fine. I, I, I think I don't, it was cool in the water. It was just I saw a Bermuda Triangle and it made me roll my eyes and go, oh, all right, cool. But 
But yeah, it, it definitely did remind me of, you know, when, when Gene Hackman wanted to make all that real estate, you know, uh, and then we saw in Returns the um, Kevin Spacey version manage that. I wasn't really thinking about the, the movies too much. I, I, I was just... Something about the formation of the rocks and the crystals in the water just looked really nice to me. It was kind of like... It was even harder to get to now because... Like it doesn't look like a ship could just go up and like dock next to the the, the fortress. Yeah. Like it's it's so, um, it, it's hard as it is to get to the Arctic, and it's very hard to travel in the Arctic. It's still good ground. You can still walk on it if you've got the equipment yeah. and stuff. Whereas this feels like it's the edge of like you know Skull Island or something like that, where it's just so, yeah. uh, like treacherous and you know dangerous that. If if Bendis really wants to get me on board, he'll just put a perpetual storm around it, and mm-hmm. at Titano lives there we'll be good i could see it i could see it mm-hmm. uh so so he does that so there's, there's some nice setup in this and it's actually jean comes to see him and honestly if i have one complaint about the issue is i do think jean's a little bit off yep john does not feel like john jones as we've seen him since his return now i've heard that um his attitude here is a little bit closer with what he was in the New 52, and that's maybe what Bendis is doing here. He's, he's, he's adhering yeah. to the current version, technically, is what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's not read any of that New 52 stuff, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and you know, likes the fact that we've got Jean, who feels mostly in other, the other books as classic Jean, uh, this just rang a little bit weird to me. Uh, for the most part, I mean, the scene still works, though. Some, some glorious art. The, the, at the end of the scene, when Superman flies off, and Jean's left, like, floating there with the sun hitting him, uh, mm-hmm. it's very pretty it's very pretty stuff because uh, obviously I don't even think I mentioned uh, Ivan Reese of course on the art for the issue yeah um, it's, it looks really good like oh, there's does. not a there's not a weak page as far as the art's concerned I do like the the oh give me one minute and then Superman goes and does something as he's talking to John yeah it happens three right, times back. yeah it happens yeah. three times where he flies off to go and like rescue or to like, stop a crisis mm-hmm. and the second time John's like hey you know I could come and help and he's like oh there was fire in this one and he's like Oh. I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really gorgeous pages. And Jean's basically trying to tell Superman that, oh, you need to like, maybe try and lead the world. Like, maybe like step in and be kind of a leader and like, lead humanity out into the stars. And uh, Superman particularly has doesn't like the fact that he, he says take control at one point. You know, he says like, take. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not quite feeling that. And that's where, you know, for Jean, it felt a little bit off to me as well. I didn't necessarily feel right that Jean was suggesting this exactly the way he I was. Think- I like where it led from, though. It was that, you know, people forget there's a lot of similarities between Manhunter and, and Superman mm. and that they were the last of their, their alien kind. But with Superman, it was because of a disaster. And with uh, the Martians, it was they kind of brought it on themselves. So to have it to have it be this, well, maybe it wasn't disaster. Maybe it was genocide. And you need to take control of that situation. You know, so this can't happen to Earth. Yeah. I kind of like John's reasoning, and I like that Superman pushed back against it because that's what Superman would do. You know, he wasn't meant to be this leader. He's just this, you know. So I always, I always describe him as a fireman. If, if Batman's a cop, Superman's a fireman, and he reacts to mm-hmm. things. He's not out there trying to take. And of course, of the, the the fires are still going on. It's brought up. We don't get much of it this issue, but it is mentioned that it's still going on. Uh, he tries to call uh, the chief to talk to her, but. Melody. 
I think what's interesting about this issue is that it's very much setting up the themes of what the run's going to be. Obviously, there's a big cliffhanger at the end of you know what the first arc's doing, but it's very yeah. much setting up all, all those pages of Superman going and saving people. It's like, okay, so here's some classic Superman visuals. We're setting up the idea of the, the fires. We're re-establishing that you know, John and Lois are gone. Just remain, In case you didn't read Man of Steel, you know, everything's yep. kind of laid out. Setting up the new fortress, which is, I think, kind of the big, bold new move. Okay, so this is the start of a new run. Let's do something big that kind of sets it apart. Because you'll always remember Bendis's run is the one that starts with, no, we've got a new fortress in, in the yeah. ocean, and the, the Bermuda Triangle. So... That's really cool. And a big twist at the end, well, not twist, but the, the reveal is Superman's yeah. flying through and then like, the atmosphere changes and he's like, oh, something's weird here, what's happening? And he comes out of the Earth and he realises what's happened is the entire Earth is inside the Phantom Zone. And of course he's shocked and he's like, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. What's going on? Um, and my first thought was, well, Rogel Zar's in the Phantom Zone, surely that means we'll be seeing him again soon. And sure enough, at yeah. the bottom of the page it says, next time Rogel Zar returns. I'm like, okay, alright, so yep. we're doing it, we're doing it. Next issue. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that he's not be like, oh, remember where Rogel's are in like four arcs from now. He's jumping right to it because whatever. Now, does this mean that Zar messed up the Phantom Zone? Like, is he that capable? Mm-hmm. You know, like, or does it have something to do with, you know, I don't know. Like, with, that's why Supergirl's going off because she trapped him in there and, you know, I don't know. I like where it left it though, but I'm upset now. I have to wait another month because now I'm so used to double shipping. the double shipping yeah. of it. Like I want to know now, and we've just come off of a, a Superman book every week. Yep, like, and we have oh. I mean, we have Action Comics, but Action Comics, I believe, is doing a different story. Story. So, yeah. so you know, it's it's almost you almost wish it was doing the uh, like just double shipping both, so you could have you know this like every uh, two weeks and then yeah. Action every two weeks. But I get I get why Ben is like no, I don't want to write four books. <laughs> I, I fully understand it too. Like I don't fault for man, but I get it. And Erica someone enjoying myself, I I just want more right now. I suppose you could argue that you should have just taken one book, kept it double shipping, and just alternated between. Like you know, this arc could have been the first arc, then the first arc of what was going to be in action could have been the second arc, and then just yeah. do all the stories he was planning on. But clearly, he wanted to do this thing where he was alternating between the two. Um, yeah, but I like the idea that that they're going to have different tones, whereas Superman's yeah. the. The Superman going around doing that stuff, and then Action Comics of the Daily Planet focused on Metropolis. And as someone that's always wanted that book, especially with Bendis writing Lois, where you know she's going to be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, so it's like I will hold off. So like it's two or fine. Three, two it's, or three issues in, I think she's back. It's not. It's not a long yeah, time. It's, so uh, it's worth the wait. No, it's exciting. Um, I, I like this show a lot. I don't know if I necessarily thought it reached the same heights as some of the Man of Steel issues did uh, at, at their peak. No, but it, it's but. the first. Yeah, it's it's the you know the kickoff. You know, they, he has us hooked. Uh, as I just said, I want another one in two weeks. So yeah, I think that's I think that's a good signal. Um, well, because like, you, you said to me, "Oh, you're pissy. You have to wait now." And I said, "Well, I think that's yeah. a good sign. <laughs> like, I think yeah, that's, that's a good exactly. thing." Like, I'm not when I say piss. I'm not like, "Oh, I'm upset." Like, I want. It's like, oh man. Like, piss was not the right one, but it was still fresh, and I was reading early in the morning, so... That oh, makes sense. But yeah. I also... Bendis has such a voice for the Justice League, so when they pop up in that page, and he has Hal and Barry already, they feel down, where... You, you can almost feel that in, like, three or four years' time when he's done with Superman, he might be taking over Justice League from Snyder. You can almost yeah. feel that that's a possibility. Um, yeah. 
Unless he's yeah. doing Batman first, because I feel like Bendis is probably going to have big runs in all the major yeah. characters eventually, right? Like, yeah, as as he should. So, and I think okay. it's smart they're not doing like multiples to begin with. I feel like it's probably. I mean, I can see them overlapping a little bit, but I think it's a really smart idea to just not just it's just Superman just now. He'll do some indie stuff as well alongside, but in terms of the big characters, it's just Superman. Yeah, and then we'll do other stuff. And later. that, that kind of mirrors what he did over at Marvel, where he was doing singular characters. You know, he had Ultimate Spider-Man and, and then uh, the regular Daredevil. And then that led into his, his Avengers run. And then that led into other things, you know. And he would do, you know, come and go Jessica Jones and, and all of this other stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good pattern for Bendis. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, that's Superman issue one. So we like to, obviously, Connor is not reading that. Connor did send me his ratings. I'll be reading off his ratings after each book, but obviously he's not reading Ben yeah. and Superman. So uh, yep. just does. So I guess we'll rate it then. Uh, yep. What do you think, Matt? What would you give it? Uh, this was a solid 8.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, art was, was great. The story is great. So, you know, I, I wanted to give it a 9, but I had to temper it a little bit. Can't come out of the gates that hot. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with a straight 8. I, I think. For me, it's really good. I liked a lot. I had some issues with Jean and how he felt. Mm-hmm. Um, art's really good, as you say. I love the moment with the triangle. Um, but ultimately, because it does, it does so much like with the oh, that's, that's, I'll be back in a minute. If all that's, that was really yep. fun. But I think the result is is that as an issue, as a full chapter, I feel like there was less in this than maybe there yeah. has been in some of the past issues of Man of Steel. So yeah, um, I'll rate it slightly lower because of that. So straight eight out of ten. But no, I'm really yeah. I'm really up for his run. I'm really excited. Uh, also, Bendis already understands that the Dominators are the joke of the DC Galaxy mm-hmm. because yeah. he writes in this thing like they were planning an invasion of Earth and then they're never going to know why Superman was there. Like they'll never be able to piece it together that it was kind of dumb luck. Yeah, he just happened to be uh, out and about when, when they yeah. were coming. Yeah. That's so I, I like that a lot. Like he he seems to understand that. That's great. Let's move on then to Detective Comics 982. This is uh, Brian Edward Hill, of course, and Miguel, Miguel Madoncha. Uh, this is uh, the second part of On the Outside, which we started last time. We've set up this villain, Karma, who's coming after uh, the, the, the sidekicks, if you will, because they make yeah. Batman weaker. And you were actually here for the last issue of this, were you? You were gone two weeks ago. No. Yep, I was gone two weeks ago. But I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. I liked, I liked what... Uh, Hill did with Jefferson Pierce in Metropolis, and it was that whole. This is the part of Metropolis nobody talks about. You know, it's not the one that hits the front page of the Daily Planet. It's the forgotten. And I like that, and I like that it gave his that character not a, like an attitude, but it defined him as somebody that's like, yeah, I'll go to the depths to help the people that need it the most. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that that carried on here, and it makes me very excited for the. Not happening, but totally is happening. Outsiders book. Oh yeah, totally happening. Because like, we end the last issue with, um, of course, uh, Karma coming after Cass, and we get mm-hmm. like a little like flashback here. It's kind of a classic, uh, like you know, Eastern European, like you know, shady, like arms dealer who's, who's yep. the villain's buying his mask from. Uh, for Straight his, out his of powers. a war movie. Yeah, right. It like really is. Post war, post war in the you know. Everything's being rebuilt in Germany. Really, really shadowy. Yeah. Really like, um, yeah. like, just you know, I've given the warning, so uh, you know, they yeah. may kill you, but you know, I've warned you. Yeah. And all that so, stuff. My my only slight against Karma is it feels very Zoom, right? But sure, I the the look of the character fits Batman so well. 
I don't know if it's the swords and the helmet. I don't know. Yeah, my, honestly, my only complaint is he looks a little bit generic. I think. Yeah, a, and a bit red hood. A bit red right? hood. Like, and just, I feel like I'm so used to comic books constantly doing this. Okay, this villain's even more badass than any villain I've ever had before. He can yeah. take out because the fact that he takes out Cass, you know, yeah. he, 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 he takes on Cass oh. in a one-on-one fight. And, and wins. Although she is a badass when she like, gets back up and she just pops her shoulder back into place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jeff so, is just like, damn. So we find out that this mask a little bit, it's it said that it might be alien tech, but we're not sure. We're not sure. Uh, yeah. He got it on the black market and that it, it, it can read thoughts. And so I like that that's why he appears so badass because he's in your head, you know, at the same time. And so once Cass, I feel, figures that out, She's going to go into free form, and he's not going to be able to beat her. And I'm yeah. looking much very forward to that. Yeah, because she, she puts up a fight as well, of course, uh, yeah. for quite a long time. And Jefferson's like being greeted by Batman uh, from the plane, and he gets the call. Uh, and obviously Jefferson's giving him shit for not saying please, because, you know, Superman yeah. says, Wonder Woman says please even. You know, yeah. why not? Uh, also, like, the Batmobile oh in this this new arc is yeah. like a combination of the, of the, the animated series and the the classic like the head in the front Batmobile. Yeah. It's like a combination of those two. Yeah. Uh but they show up and it seems like Karma can like if you shoot him with your power, he will then be able to use that and like return it because he takes yeah. Black Lightning's he, power. He can redirect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, my favourite moment in this issue may actually be there's a moment where like Cass is down, Jefferson's down, and Karma's kinda like, you know, babbling about like, how he's gonna win and there's a panel with Cass looking up and she's got this smirk in her face. Like she knows yeah. that help is here and that everything's going to be okay. But then in the next page, Karma just turns around and blasts Batman. Like Batman was, you know, diving down behind him, but he, he, yeah. he knows it's coming and he turns around and zaps Batman. So I love the idea that it plays like the moment where Cass is like, oh, you're about to get your ass kicked, but then it doesn't happen. And then nope. it's like, yeah. yeah, I think that's really effective. It's a really smart, and I even smart like, in the art. I even like Black Lightning is like, wow, it's not nice to be on the other end of that. You know, like, self-aware. I think Hill has a really good handle on these characters. Like, even as Batman, I feel like sometimes new writers to Batman will overwrite him, you know, and try to really double down on some of the bad Batmanisms. and I don't think Hill's doing that at all. Yeah. I His voice for Bruce feels not much different than Tinian's, and I think that helps when you're transitioning over. It's also got a really good flow to it. It's not too word or like that. It, 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 I went through this quite quickly, um, and it yep. reads really well. The art is pretty solid, like it was last time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we end the book with... Uh, so Jefferson finds out that Bruce Wayne's Batman, because you know, Bruce is yeah. so beat up that he's like, take me to Alfred. He's like, who's Alfred? And then we cut to him at the Wayne Manor, and he's like, oh, you know, Bruce Wayne's done this. He's, he's brought in all these kids, and Alfred's kind of like, kind of agreeing with him. Like, yeah, I've had that yeah. argument many a time. Um, but ultimately, Bruce is like, "Hey, you need to like, you know, get Cass and shoot, shoot. you know." It, it kind of describes, "Okay, Duke respects me, so he'll take his anger out on you. Cass right. will hide everything, but she will have emotions deep down. Uh, Barbara cares a lot about Cass, so she's going to challenge you. Make sure you challenge her back." And I'm like, "Okay." So I'm expecting more people, of course. This is cause, so this is really only two because yeah. Babs doesn't count. Babs is kind of related to Cass, but she's not part of the team necessarily. Yeah, but but she's Watchtower still, right? So like, yeah, seemingly, yeah. Like, yeah. But, oh man, but, I'm excited for this. But he's basically, yeah, you have to take them and take them off the board and stop them from interfering in this because and tell them that I'm sorry, but they do make me weaker. So we end with, like, Bruce is basically accepting that he has to fight this guy alone. And I think it's a mistake. I think the arc of this, this story for Bruce is going to be like, no, they don't make you weaker. You're actually going to get your ass kicked even more because you're going on your own. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we've done, we've seen this before, but I appreciate the way, like, 
he's bringing in Jefferson, who is a teacher, yeah. to, to talk to them. Because maybe treating them like soldiers wasn't the right path. So now I'm going to reach them on a different way with someone that can actually talk to talk to them the way they need to it or need to be. So oh, and I really like that. And just the idea of, of Black Lightning and, and Cassandra Kane and uh, even, even Babs being associated with the Outsiders. And then you throw in uh, Katana like and whoever else they want to throw in. If they, even, if they even had Katana. I don't know. Did they mention Katana in this uh, arc before? Like when I don't know. But promoting it? I can't in, remember. In every, in every iteration, she's usually there. So, yeah. you know, I, I can... I wouldn't mind that so, at all. So we'll see. Oh, I mean, because I don't think Cass has ever been an outsider before, or at least not, no. not to my knowledge. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, so I, I've got a funny feeling we may actually hear a, an official announcement about this outsiders book uh, next week at Comic Con. So we'll find out. I, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I, I like Hill a lot. I want to check out other stuff that he's done now because he's still a new name to me. So I, I know he does TV as well. He he wrote some episodes of Ash vs Evil Dead. Funnily enough. Oh. Something, well, there you go. something completely different. I need, but I need to watch that after movie mayhem's over. I'm gonna, I might catch up on. Yeah, TV. yeah. It's only three seasons. It's finished now. It it does have a proper yeah. ending where it, it feels like it's wrapped up. So yeah, it, it's on either Hulu or or some, one of my it's stars because it's a stars original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they actually moved it onto one of the once it was done. Oh really? They okay. actually moved it onto one of the streaming services. So, uh, I'll give it a full watch. All right. Okay. Uh, but no, so uh, if, you, if you're a fan of those movies, uh, I recommend Ash Evil Dead. But no, uh, Brian Hill's got a really solid voice for these characters, and I, I'm, I'm excited now about him taking over like an Outsiders book or something. Something a little bit different. Maybe maybe carries the baton of the team from Tech when Tech maybe becomes more of a Batman book again or, or whatever it's going to become. Yeah, uh, well, well, that's what I was feeling too. Like if we get an Outsiders book and we can have a Batman Detective Comics book that's just kind of like what Bendis is doing over there with, uh, yeah. with Superman where... Batman's the book where all of you know King's doing his story, and then Tech can just be whatever else Batman's doing. Whether it's you know I'm trying to think because he's not as clearly defined as Clark and Superman, right? Like Batman, just Batman. Yeah, I'm thinking more of an actual detective book where it's like you know there's like yeah. there's like a murder going around, and he has to try and figure out yeah. who it is, and you know just well, actual that, detective stuff. Well, that's why I liked uh, when Dini was on the book. They were kind of one shots with the mm. the threat of of Riddler. Trying to be a better detective than Batman, so uh, we're getting we're getting like a fill in James Robinson arc. Which I'm not surprised at. I've been saying for a while that because 1000 so close, I don't think the next proper run is yeah. going to start until 1001. Yeah, or maybe like a, you'll, you'll get a story in 1000, and then because obviously 1000 is going to be like an 80 page thing again, because of course it is. Um, yeah, or it's that's what it should be. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I guess we'll we'll rate the book, but you know, detective. I think that's arc's really solid so far, and it makes me really hopeful for what uh what we're getting from from hell but in this outsiders book whatever it is and i hope that detective itself can maintain the quality uh once once he's gone even if it dips with robinson if it dips with whatever we're doing for the next year once we get to 1000 i really hope that the next yeah. proper run is like once good stuff. as as long as robinson takes over and it's not jason comes to gotham <laughs> i will be fine Batman's got a brother we never knew about. That's going to be the, the story. Uh, that was the whole point of Quarter Owl's speed. Yeah, but again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what if he brings back Leak in March and he's just flipping Jason but in a bat suit? I'm going to be so mad. Ugh. So. Um, it'll be a sister, though. Yeah, because Diane got a brother, so Bristol got a sister. Yeah. Named. Oof. 
Jessalina. <laughs> I was trying to think of a name, that, a name that rhymes with Bruce, and there is none. The only word I can think of that rhymes with Bruce is spruce. And truce. Oh, truce. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Truce. Yeah. Spruce. Goose. Moose. Goose. Oh, go, yeah. with it. My God, Moose Wayne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moose Wayne. I kind of want that now. All right, it's his big, long-headed older brother. We should, we should yeah. rate detectives. What will you give it about? Yeah. Uh, solid eight. This is, you know, Superman. I think just edges it out. Uh, if I'm trying to keep it consistent. Yeah, actually, I think we're flipping here. I'm going to go with eight point five. And my reason for rating this a little bit higher on Superman is I feel like this is a more fulfilling chapter of a story. Like it's, it's more. You know, like oh yeah, a, it's also the second chapter. Yeah. So you more, can, there's a little bit more wiggle room, you know. More, more, more of a hearty meal, I guess, is what is what I'm saying. I feel like I got a nice cliffhanger. I got some emotional. I got a lot of casts, which was nice because uh, mm-hmm. you know we didn't get any any of her in the last issue before this arc started, which admittedly was only one issue since the, the end of Tiny and Drone. But still, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the point is, is I was happy to get some cast time. So, gotcha. uh, yeah. So we shall we shall move on, and we'll move on to the Flash. Actually, no, Connor's rating. I almost forgot. Oh, there you go, because he, he actually read this. Yes, Connor's rating. Uh, he gave that a straight 8. 8 out of 10. So yeah. Two eights and an 8.5, so pretty consistent across the board for uh, for Tech. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to The Flash, number 50. Arguably, even though we had Superman issue 1, there's a d- debate to say that Flash number 50 was the main event of the week. Uh, end of Flash so, War. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, end of Flash story. War. we got Joshua Wilson writing, of course, Howard Porter on the art, and... Um, Zoom's got his flash outfit on. He's got the, the the strength force and the sage force. He wants to get to the final force, which Barry probably correctly guesses. I think he's talking about the still force because we know that exists yeah. from uh, the, the source wall breaking and, and Justice League and stuff. Uh, so a lot of this issue is them chasing Zoom as he's trying to run through hyper time to break oh. everything. Um, Freaking hyper time! Like it's official. Like when? Oh man! So normally I don't read my books until. Usually later in the day, like I'll go get them, get them from the shop after work and I'll sit and BS with my friends at the shop and then I'll come home and read this though. I got to the shop a little early and read flash before my friend showed up because I just couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he so- did put in our group a, a reaction gif. Yes. And I was like, huh, what's that about? And as I'm reading instantly, I got to that page and I was like, okay, I get it. It's all, it's all about the uh, one page. I mean, don't worry, all the book's good anyway, but... Oh, no, the, the, the story's fantastic. It does it does everything that I love with The Flash. And as as Barry and Wally are trying to chase down Zoom, they're having a discussion about how they're different, and I love that. Yeah. And I love that Barry talks Wally through, and he's able to push Wally past of his past his breaking point yeah, so to, he to, can stop Zoom. Yeah, to the point where he says, you're Wally West, you're the fastest man alive. He's yeah. admitting that it's not him. He's like, no, yeah. it's you. You're the fastest man alive. Um, and obviously, there's the, when they're going through hyper time and they're seeing like different timelines and they see these kids and they're seeing these glimpses of other past stories and stuff. Uh, super, super hype. Uh, but ultimately, they figure out that Wally's like his, uh, what did they call him again? These these time ruptures or whatever they are, where he has yeah, his, memories. Yeah, time seizures. Yeah. Temp- temporal seizures. There you go. Uh, when he's like, okay, that hurts Zoom. Maybe that's the key. So he basically unloads memories onto Zoom. And that makes it basically explode. And it kind of leaves us in mystery because we don't know where Zoom is. We don't know where, where Zolomon ran oh. off to after that. Right. Because even Wally ends up in a different like country or whatever. <laughs> he ends up somewhere else. Yeah. And Barry ends up back in like Central City. Justice League are still knocked out. Uh, obviously, during all this, in the future, uh, Wallace, Kid Flash, he actually has to run Iris and Commander Cold 
out and back into the, into time. Essentially, they're out in yeah. the void and they have to which, run. Which back that in. was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. In fact, my only complaint with the issue really is that once they get back, though, I'm I'm actually at the point now where I'm sick of Wallace and he's. Uh, He's anger, you know? anger with uh with Barry. Yeah, he's emo teen stuff basically. Where he's like, like he's, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say he's he's basically like, oh, I let my anger guide me. So like, you keep doing this to me, Barry. You 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 ran off and left us. I'm like, yeah, he ran off to to get a super villain who has the the ability to to crash the entire like concept of reality. Yeah, it was important. He saved. He ran off to save time to save time itself, like from going all wonky. He's slowly Wallace, is, and I try to like him, but he's slowly becoming the Jason Todd of the Flash family. He kind of like, is, and I, th- I think it's partly because of what they want to do with them with with Damien over in the New Teen Titans, and it's like, oh, yeah. they, these have to be, and it works for Emmy because Emmy's kind of that character enemy, but with, with Wallace, yeah. it's because they're skewing him to be the little arguing teenager because that's what they want to do with like him joining Damien and Emmy, and it's yeah. like okay, but. He's getting a little bit frustrating because I feel like because he's been mad at him before, and we kind of accepted it at the time because Barry did kind of like, act like a dick, <laughs> right? But here it kind of felt like, oh, really? Come on! Like he was justified. Like I, I don't want. It, like I'm not mad at Barry for that. You shouldn't be mad at Barry for that. And I'm just annoyed yeah. at you now for being mad at him. Uh, so exactly. that, that was my, my my one complaint. Uh, the issue really was Wallace's uh, new attitude. So it, it does seem though that he might just be gone for a while now if he's in Teen Titans. Like you know. Yeah, and, and that's okay. I mean. There's there's more than enough room in oh, uh, sure. in the flashbook for for other characters. Uh, but... uh, well, they need to make more room because someone else is here now. Uh, oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! So. So basically, when all this happens, and there's a kind of like an epilogue section where Barry's like, you know, he has this big conversation with Wally, and Wally's like, "Look, Barry, like, I'm not mad at you anymore. Like, you know, we've both done what we can, and I'm not going to make your mistakes. Though I'm not going to just stop and wait for like solutions. I'm going to go and run and try and find Zolomon, and I'm going to try and solve this and get my family back. But of course, the big thing here is that the the explosion and hypertime basically shut them off from it. There is now, at least right now, I'm sure this will change later, but right now yeah. the speedsters are cut off from time travel. They can't do it. Even with the cosmic treadmill, they can't do it. Yep. Yep. Which, which is good because I like that, that now we don't have to deal, we don't have to deal with, with time traveling in the flash. We can focus on, which is fun and I love it, like, but it also cuts off, you know, We've been doing a lot of it all recently. Of these, yeah. It's yeah. A change. I mean, know? yeah. And that's, and that's, that's awesome because I feel now it can be more focused and that's where I feel like now there's room for two flash books where we can have Barry and, and flash and then we have a flash family book. That's, you know, headlined by Wally going around and, and yeah. So like I'm saying, new mission. there's an epilogue section where he's basically like, okay, so this is, you know, can, obviously Iris and him are in a pretty good place. Uh, Commander Cole's been a bit of a dick. He's, he's off trying to search and figure out what's, what's happening. Um, well, cause now he's stuck in the past. He's stuck in he the past. So he, he can't he's, go back to his time. He's investigating. Uh, Wallace is off with Damien at Teen Titans. Uh, Wally is looking for Zoom. Uh, Iris is looking for Wally. Like Iris is like, no, I need to try and find Wally, and she's looking for him. Uh, but as we get to the end of that, as we get to reveal that, oh, we don't know because he says something like, oh, we don't know what else happened when the the explosion, the, the you know the, the time rift happened, and you know the barrier broke, the speed force barrier broke, and we get this full page spread. Of Bart Allen, Impulse, and Impulse, in an Impulse uh, costume, just being like, ah, I don't know if you heard me, Wally, but the one and only Bart Allen is back. Who we? 
And it's the traditional impulse costume. Yep. Right? Because we can't have two kid flashes running around. Of course, yeah. Um, Makes sense. He looks a little bit younger. He looks like he's like John and Damien's age. So that's that's curious. I don't know if that's the direction they're going with him. Um, it's the same with Wally. Wally's a bit younger than he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wallace or Wally? Wally. Okay. Because Wally's younger than he should be, given where he was pre-New 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the way he looks. And he could still be, like, a, a teenager before, you know, like, mm. older than Damien. You know, because I, I... In my brain, it, it goes, you know, Barry, Wally, Bart, Wallace, and then Jay and Irie, right? Like, that's the... That's the order of it. But here it looks like he's younger than Wallace. So we'll see how that plays out now that it's a big deal. I'm just happy to have Bart yeah, back. I don't think he is. I, I think they're probably about the same age. I'm, I'm getting yeah. like 13 <laughs> vibes from him. Yeah, which is when he was at his best and his most like, you know, shit stirrer, you know? like It's just interesting. I'll be interested to see how this, how this plays out in the book next time and like him interacting, I, I can almost see them like not having him in the next issue, and then it'll be a couple issues before he like finds them. Why that would make sense, I don't know, but it just it feels like the story thing to do is like teases with this, and then yeah. like make make his way a couple well, of issues before he actually. And we know that time travel can't be actually broken, right? Hyper time's not actually broken; it's just shut off for right now. Yeah. Because Bart's entire origin involves time travel. It involves Barry and Iris going to the future to have a family, and. You know, he's from that future, and Iris was his grandma. So, oh man, I'm so excited to have, have Impulse back. Like, I got to that page, and that's when I sent you the the Andy Dwyer excited yeah. face. Which, I mean, oh. now that we have Bar, all we need is Cassie, and we're fine. No, no, we're missing someone else too. Uh, <laughs> we just need Cassie, and that's it. We, 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 uh, oh. we want the girl, and that is all we need. So, one yeah. so. That's of course one of my favorite pages, right? Because it's it's the return of of Bart. Yeah. But there's another page in here where uh, when Wally finally gets to jump on Zoom, mm-hmm. and he says he runs ahead of him and turns him around and says, "My family runs with me." And if you look at all the characters, yeah, that you, come out, you can see like almost speed force formations of various. You see, see Jay yep. in there with the helmet. Oh. You see like various other characters. You, you got Jay, you got Jesse Quick, you got Kid Flash, Bart Allen, you have Max Mercury, and there's one, I think it's supposed to be Wally, I'm not sure who who's the other one that, that's closest to Wally, that's behind Jay, um, but yeah, I know you got, you got Jesse Quick there, so... That's all exciting. As a yeah. long-term Flash fan, so I like seeing those characters brought I, back I, in. I like it that they're making issue fifty feel special, not just because it's the end of this arc. That's 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 talking about the Flash history, but they're bringing back Bart. It's like, no, here's your issue fifty, like your your prize. You you got through fifty mm-hmm. issues. Here's Bart Allen back, and much like Tom King's Batman, it really just feels like no, we're we're just halfway through here. We're not even close to being done. Uh, so we got Bart Allen, and we'll see uh, yep. how we integrate him and how and if and when we get Jay back. Uh, although that may be tied to the JSA, we'll see. I don't know. Yep. We'll see what happens. Uh, of course, we've seen him already before in the button, but cool. we'll, we'll. Yeah, and that was an issue, what, 24? 20, 22, 21, 22. 22? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so it feels like he's being paced deliberately like that. Yeah. I like that. You yeah. Know? But of course, but this the is. Epilogue. Yeah, this is not to mention the actual cliffhanger of the book, though, because 
the rest of the renegades like are actually still there in the future and they're like oh we're lucky to survive because because uh mm-hmm. you know the time got rewritten but they're still here so we're lucky and they actually get wiped out because they're at Iron Heights, which in the future is the, the you know the best biggest prison in the in the in the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. And there's been like a you know someone may have escaped, so like shit, we need to go and check. And this you know it's, it's all in silhouette. This 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 evil figure basically disintegrates them all, and we see mm-hmm. the cell door says a uh, crisis on it. Inmate crisis. Inmate crisis. And I'm like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> So well, you also find out that Iron Heights only holds one prisoner, and it's whoever this is. Yeah, and that Thon built it. So whoever this is, it's bigger than Thon, because Thon even locked him away. Ah, oh, just the stakes right there. Yeah, so I, I think the the obvious um, guess here, right? The obvious is? guess here is Antimonor. Antimonor. Oh no, I don't know no? about that. Um. Because I don't know, he looks like Grodd. I don't think it's Grodd. Why? Why would Grodd? Why would he be labeled Crisis, and why would he be disintegrating people with his mind? Because that's how much in in five centuries from now, he's figured out a way to to tap into the Speed Force because that that got taken away from him, right? I feel that was Chekhov's gun. No, I genuinely think if it's not Animonitor, then I don't know who. But I genuinely think. This is tying back to Crisis. God damn it. <laughs> I think whoever this is is related to no. Crisis. Yeah. I don't think it's Animonitor, but he wore the Animonitor armor. I think it's Superboy Prime. You think it's Superboy Prime? Okay. We're because never talking. remember, they put him in the Speed Force. And that's how they tried to deal with him, and he broke out. And then he ended up fighting uh, Superboy, Connor Kent, at the end of Crisis. Yeah. And that's where Connor died. Who? He died for the rest of us. Um, yeah, don't do me. Don't he, do me he, died, he died for the rest of us. You're talking about Connor yeah. Kent as if he's Jesus. Yeah. Stop yeah, him, that. He's mine. I mean, immaculately made, right? Like, uh, from the Trinity of Superman himself, Clark Kent. This, is, know, getting, this is getting a little, little, little weird and depressing. Uh, but yeah, I I just, the, the figure that it cut seemed to me like like Grodd, just because he's so big. He looks bulky. But, don't get me wrong. He does look bulky, but yeah, um, but that could just be, that could be a, a mis, you know, a misdirection. Too. I, I do think that it being inmate crisis means it's someone from a crisis, and yeah, that makes sense. You know, infinite crisis of, or sorry, uh, infinite earths, the original crisis, like you know, that's you know Barry's end there. So I mean, it would tie in thematically with that. Um, yeah. Not that I'd be opposed to Superboy Prime from Infinite Crisis, because why not? But. I do think it's a crisis-related villain. Yeah, this is a crisis-level event. And this is getting bigger. Then this is, this is no, no. We're using these big concepts which, now. Yeah, which that's yeah. We'll see. That's so. I just I typed in Superboy Prime to Google and CBR. The the first thing that pops up is did did uh, DC bring back Superboy Prime? And the first picture he from Infinite Crisis Six, which was the cover. Yeah. He's big and bulky, glowing red eyes. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I think we just brought back Superboy Prime. It's prime time, Matt. It's prime it is time. Prime time, and there's only one person that can defeat Superboy Prime, and that's Connor Kent. Nah, that's what a the lie. Hell? That's a lie. No, that's who. That's who brought him down. I'm, I'm looking for the last time he showed up, and that was Legion of Three Worlds, and he was the Time Trapper. Oh, man. 
Yeah, but, yeah but and, I'll tell you this right now: sorry. the chances that Connor Kent's coming back to be the one who who defeats him this time is like next to nil. nil. Yeah, I, I, but oh man, he's introduced the Flash. Just... It's going to be a Flash story. It's going to be a Flash that defeats him. That's fine. I understand that, but Flash always has a uh, has always had a big part in Crisis. What if this is the first part that they're building to like the post um, whatever events post Doomsday Clock? Right. Oh, geez. I mean, that would that would be very forward thinking if they're if they're starting to seed that now. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to see how they dealt with him. In uh... no, get, get out of there. That's new fifty two. I don't care about that. Uh... No, you should. No, should you, Rather. No, no, no. Uh... Yeah, they threw him into the source wall. But this is the 25th century, so anything could have happened. And if Thawne had put him there, that it all makes sense. Mm. It's very interesting. So, no. but no, so no. that's how we leave off. So we have possibly Superboy Prime. I'm not going to completely rule out Danny Monar. And we have Bart Allen back. Uh, it's all going down in Flash. It's all going down. Flash has become such an eventful book. <laughs> so, uh, with that said, with that said, we should rate the book, Matt. So, what are you, yeah. what are you thinking? So I'm definitely overvaluing this, but it made me feel things, and I legit fist pumped in my comic book shop, mm-hmm. in which a guy that I don't know asked me what I was reading. So um, yeah, this is a nine point five. This is almost Oof. a perfect book for me. Oh yeah, uh, Connor gave it an eight point five. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, I'm going to give a. I'm going to give it a nine. I, I think I won't go as high as a nine point five. I do think yeah. it suffers a little bit from the first half of it being almost the one chase where it's just the flashes talking to each other just just from a structure perspective something could yep. have broke, broken that up a little bit for me to make it feel more uh, compartmentalized if i'm trying to say speak properly yeah. uh but so that feels like so it, a lot of the first half of the book blends together in my head it's hard to distinguish between stuff uh but what happens is really good the character progression with them is really good except wallace who's just kind of annoying in this issue um and yeah then, but again if it's if it's to meet the what's going on in teen titans i appreciate the continuity yeah like i appreciate that they're trying but that said that was my main problem with that teen titans i missed that too so that was two weeks ago right i thought yeah maybe right yeah yeah, yeah, we I didn't, didn't like, like that book. Yeah, we didn't like it very much either. Um, yeah, but hey, so that that is uh, that's Flash. Oh, Bart's back. Big cliffhanger tease. Oh, this is good. This was def- This felt like a milestone issue in the run. So uh, definitely hard, hard to criticize it too much. Uh, and obviously, Porter's art was really good. So uh, we'll move on then. We'll move on to Titans number or number twenty three. Uh, Dan Abnett writing, Brandon Peterson on the art. So this was an interesting one because obviously we had the special last month uh, that kind of rebooted the, the, the run uh, with the new team setting up the new status quo. And this issue was kind of the first proper issue of issue 23. Um, and we have, there have been an event because the new team is designed, they're, they're put together to tackle events that are a result of the source wall breaking. Like these energies that are causing, you know, little uh, flares around the place that are making new metahumans at random. And that, that's what this issue is. It's them responding to this one. Uh, a couple of characters in the city are turned into metahumans and they're rolling in to deal with it. Uh, they have like a, as, as Beast Boy puts it, it's like a cross between a boom tube and like a vehicle. They, 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 the vehicle teleports in and then they come out of it in their bikes and stuff. So I actually kind of like that. That's that was pretty cool. That was very Saturday morning yeah. cartoon for me. I can almost imagine the toys mm-hmm. of this, this like mm-hmm. drop ship coming yeah. in. Um, 
Uh, but hey, so I'm curious, what did you think of this uh, this issue? So I'm always like this with the Abnett's first issue. I'm always like, okay, I'm going to check this out. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the special. Like I, I really liked them putting the team together. And then them actually in in action, I thought Raven felt off. I felt her just constantly describing the emotions all the time was a little much. Um, hmm. Like that's all Abnett has for her. Is like, well, she she's an empath, so she has to always talk about emotions. I really did like the Beast Boy stuff. I like any time Beast Boy can be the voice of reason, so I like that. But the constant bickering between Manhunt and Mar- or Miss Miss Martian. There we go. I knew I did it. And Dick, I felt was that there was a little too much of that too. Um, so no, it's kind of a mess. That's I, I, I don't agree with that. Bit of a mess. Yeah, I just. I'm talking about like the dialogue and the way that the I, issue is put together. I think that's a it bit kind of messy. I think that's a bit extreme. I, I liked it quite a bit actually. Um, I, I think huh? I'm liking the dynamic between the teammates. Um, I think there's maybe a bit too much of the empath talk, and there's maybe the bickering between Dick and Miss Martian. I kind of like was okay with it because she's kind of there to be the chaperone, and Dick's not very happy with that. So it kind of it makes sense to me so far. Don't get me wrong; it could be overdone by the time if it, you know if they're yeah. doing this in like ten issues time and they're still bickering constantly. Uh, I'm assuming that by the end of the arc they'll they'll like you know come to terms with each other and be be more. But what I liked about it though is I liked the, the squad vibe of it. I liked them going out. Uh, mm. I liked that everyone seemed to have their own thing uh, that they were good at. Beast Boy, uh, you you know basically try to sympathize with this new meta human who's about to lose control. Yeah. Uh, and Raven of course jumps in and helps and like sort of links them. So that he at least their minds, yeah, yeah. So that he actually feels uh, how Beast Boy feels and then understands that that's okay. Um, yeah. so mm-hmm. she actually helps out, the, but Beast Boy's doing like a good job, but she like jumps in and like helps him out a little bit, yeah. She adds a little bit of an, an assist, yeah, to it, um, and I like that. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I like the Raven and Beast Boy dynamic, I mean, even. From yeah. the early days, I mean, also, Teen Titans. Donna was a badass. Yeah. Like, there's like these like big rat mutations that attack Beast Boy at one point, and he's like freaking out, and he's like trying to like fight back, and then yeah. Donna's like, "No, I've got this," and she jumps in, and then Dick eventually shows up, and she's turns around, like, "Oh, yeah, I've dealt with this." And she's like, "There's something on my face," and there's just blood spattered on her face. Yeah. And uh, I like this version because it makes her different from from Diana. She's like pissed off, Diana. You know, like yeah. she has this chip on her shoulder, and it. And it, it differentiates her, which is kind of what you need. Because kind of Donna Troy is that weird sidekick that really doesn't have a purpose, like some of the other ones. Mm. So this, I feel like it's giving her her own identity, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I just the stuff with the with the the true villain being revealed, I thought was a little. That's very abnet, you know. I mean, I'm gonna oh. stick on and see what's going on, but I, I mean. <sighs> I like the new dynamics, but it's reminding me too much of his early Titan stuff. Oh, it's not. Already. That's actually what I like about it. It feels nothing yeah. like his early Titan stuff to me. It feels completely different. Yeah. Um, partly because the art's a lot better. It's not Brett Booth. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. I mean, that's, that, that helps. That's a big help. Um, but to me, this felt more like instead of them all just showing up and there just being a lot of fighting, everything felt like it, it fit into its own little bit. It felt more well structured to me, where everyone was doing their own little thing. Um, and it was all sort of for like because it felt like a crisis where 
not like a DC crisis. I don't mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean in a general sense, the idea that you've got this squad that goes out and deals with the hysteria that's going on, and I like that part of them were like finding the civilians and helping the civilians. Part were fighting the meta and figuring that out, and they were all doing different things. And Miss Martian having the main link, I thought added like a neat element to it. But it was feeling a bit more like an actual cohesive like team and a cohesive like mission than a lot of the early Titan stuff with Abnet at the start of Rebirth, where it was just they all show up. And they all have like a, a page each fighting, punching someone. That's felt yeah. like it had more going on for it. So I was actually quite into this. Um, I like Miss Martian being around, um, and I like the themes that it's setting up. I also it feels quite pulpy because um, I don't really care that the, the the reveal of the true villain or whatever. Like it was like yeah, it's not great, Ooh. but it, it was kind of like yeah, I just you know felt lazy to me. Typical was like typical plot, I guess, yeah. is what it says. Just a trope yeah. more than anything else, but. I like, I like the pulpy tease at the end of, like, next issue, and it was, like, three teases. It was like, oh, Miss Martian is colluding with, you know, Martian Manhunter, oh. and there's this other monster, and... Um, it, was, it felt kind of pulpy yeah. to me, that bit at the end. Uh, I was I was kind of into it. But, no, I like this quite a bit. I'm actually... I, I was feeling refreshed with the special. I like the new team. The art is much better, um, and it feels like it does have a bit more of a focus, because it's, it's actually got, like, something it's revolving around, which is, okay, we are this response team to tackle these issues. Um, mm-hmm. And... Hopefully he tackles the the arc with Dick and um with Miss Martian and they're like you know coming to terms like I hope that that's yeah. handled well but um no I'm I'm, I'm actually, I was actually quite into this this Titans issue so uh mm. so we get to ratings we get to ratings yeah. Connor did rate the bloody thing where is it he gave it a seven so he clearly didn't love it but liked it well enough to give it a seven mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's it? what I would give it to I'm at about a seven I was all between seven and seven and a half. But yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think. Um, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling between a seven point five and an eight. I feel like um, one feels too low, and the other feels maybe just a touch too high. I don't want to add more decimals yeah. to the mix, though. Uh, so yeah. I'll go no, seven. I'll go seven point five uh, to be conservative mm-hmm. about it because I want to temper my expectations going forward. But. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. I've been I've been fooled by Abnet enough too that I'm not I'm not gonna just. Oh, your mic's going, Matt. Yep. Put the click in there. Um, I do feel refreshed though. It's definitely I mean this and the special, I think are two of the most enjoyable issues of Titans. That the, 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 oh, the, the books had. Easy. So. Yeah. Um. Um. So. Yeah, because that that Dick and and Wally issue where they're going around trying to have a dude's night. That wasn't Titans, was it? Was that Nightwing? Oh yeah, that was Nightwing. Was that yeah. Annual? Okay. Uh, I like that a lot. Well, that, that was fun. That's my favorite thing that come out of Titan so far. Yeah. No. So that's uh, uh I'm liking the new direction. So uh, I'm much more optimistic. I think I'm going to try the next Teen Titans issue just because it's the actual first proper issue. Oh yeah, me too. But I mean, I'm basically expecting not to like it and to not yeah. go any further. So yeah. you know, we'll see. But uh, so no, I'm I'm digging Titans. But uh, uh so move on. Uh, just you this one because this is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number forty eight. Robert Venditti and Rafa Sandoval is on the art. So we get you're getting close to that issue fifty, the conclusion. So yeah, yeah, and things are really ramping up because you have the as we last left off, the Dark Stars have surrounded uh, this planet and it's leaving the the core to defend it and. It opens up with there's a, a the main basically the non-Earth lanterns that we all know they're in battle with the Dark Stars. So you have Kilowog, you got Queenie Alandi, you got Aresia, uh, even Waz or was it Waz Maz? Can't ever remember, but he's the bear-looking guy 
that he's the keeper of the crypt uh, of the Green Lanterns. He's out there. So the art, I got to say, is the, the, the standout point. And that's by, uh, I think it's Rafa Sandoval? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Sandoval. So, um, but everything looks real good. But you get the, the Earth Lanterns and, you know, they're running their own game to basically try to get in. Like, we know they're trying to get into the Dark Star's main, like, headquarters. Because that's why Hammond's there. Uh, they know they have a collective group mind. Uh, but each of the each of the Earth Lanterns and the person that they've been rounding up team up to take on the Dark Stars. Uh, so you get this really cool sequence with Arkelo and and Guy as they're just they're bashing them, and you got Hal and Hector Hammond going in like while they're all causing the chaos. That's the distraction for Hal and Hector Hammond to go in. Um, but it's some really cool back and forth with like Orion and Kyle Rayner. And John and um, John and Zod, uh, and it keeps bouncing back and forth between the fight and Kilowog's keeping them all at bay. He's rounding up the the Green Lanterns, um, but yeah, so it's basically just one long fight with the Dark Stars, and you get to Kilowog talking with uh, what's his name, uh, Tomat too. Yeah, no, Tomar Ray. I can't. Yeah, I can't keep it. It's Tomar too. It's it's Tomar Ray's son. Right, I okay. can't keep those. The Zudarian names just always mess with me. But he's just basically saying, like, you're better than this. Like, you you shouldn't be about this. You are a Green Lantern. Like, you made a mistake. But you're going to feel bad about this later. Uh, and uh, Darkstar version of, of 2 starts taking it to Kilowog. And in come the Calvary, and it's the Guardians. Which we've really never seen the Guardians get involved in a scale, like, in a fight of the scale. You know, usually they stay on the sidelines, unless so, it's so you know, are they actually like throwing punches and yeah, they're they're throwing energy at the dark stars. And, oh, okay. So, and, so they're being yeah. like mages then. They're like throwing energy. And yeah, and, and they're, and they're you know because basically Tomar too is like well no the guardians sit there and they they pass down laws but they never get their hands dirty. The dark stars we're we're all one unit and we all we work like a fist and we don't sit around and talk. We do. And that's where Ganthic comes in. Is like, there will be no talk today. We fight with our core. And so that was pretty cool. Um, but it's looking bad for, for the Earth Lanterns because they're, you know, the Dark Stars are making a push. And then Hal and, and Hector Hammond get in and they see that the controllers have all been linked into this system. And that's who's been controlling the Dark Stars. So, kind of why I have the feeling that I think the Dark Stars will keep going but i feel like hector hammond's gonna be the great mind and he's had this whole focus he wants to be a hero so i feel like that's where it's going but yeah it's just basically a fight issue with, with a lot of fun little moments like guy gardner has a monster truck that he's using as his uh as his construct and then arkelo comes in for the save uh and yeah they, they're, they're you know their friendship still exists so that's good but yeah, basic issue. A uh, lot of fun. I'm really excited to see where it goes after reading Green Lanterns last week, because yeah. it seems like that's become like the core book. So I'm I'm wondering what happens here with Hal and uh, when Venditti's all said and done. So, know, I just realized that last time we had an issue of this, it was just Connor. So it'll yeah. be nice next issue to have both of you here to actually talk about it. Oh. Yeah, especially as it, it ramps up. But yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. I give it about a seven point five. 
just because again it, it it's a really simple basic issue and the art really does carry it um but it feels like it could have it just feels like it's taking up space like it was very decompressed okay so he could get to 50 if that makes like sense interestingly connor gave it an 8.5 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he liked it a bit more than you did, but uh, yeah. you can find out from him later. Nag him on yeah. Twitter, basically. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's Al Jordan. Uh, so we'll move on to Hawkman number two, Robert Venditti writing Brian Hitch on the art. And this, you're rubbing your hands together. And I am. Pulling a Tim. So you you and Connor liked this more than I did. Uh, like oh, issue yeah. one. Um, I did like issue two a bit more than issue one. Okay. It felt a bit tighter to me. It felt a bit more focused in what it was doing. Um, I still wouldn't say I love it, or, or, or I think it's great. It's it's kind of, for me. It's kind of like it's fine what it's doing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's doing his, his whole and I I know why you like it because is is he's going around like museums and archaeologists and talking yep. about the past and things that are hidden in pillars from ancient Egypt and. This and, is what I've wanted out of a Hawkman book since I've heard about the character. So yeah. So good, but yeah, uh, but keep going. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I mean, most of my faults with it are more. I mean, I think the core premise doesn't necessarily appeal to me quite as much as it does to you. This is like your wheelhouse. I don't necessarily yeah. love Indiana Jones because I really care about the concept of Indiana Jones. I like Indiana Jones yeah. because uh, it's well directed and Harrison Ford is so charming, and you know, like yeah. you know, it's all the other factors. It's not really the premise itself that appeals to right. me. Uh, whereas, so here. Um, if I'm going to make complaints, I do think there's, like, there's some pages where I turned the page. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's a lot of text boxes." You know, like yeah. I, I had that feeling a couple of times. It got a lot bit better as it went on, though. Um, I do like the general thing it's doing, though. That he's he's sort of looking into his past, and he's he obviously the big scene here is that he goes to this museum that he he's actually the one a hundred years ago who submitted all this stuff. Yeah, and he wanted to look at it again, and he has this weird, unexplained, like almost time travel moment where he goes back to like, ancient Egypt as himself but his original well not original because we're implying that there's been many versions of him but even before Earth yeah. but uh, you know the Egyptian version of him is there Khufu 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 and they end up fighting each other and it's this big moment but it leads to like him realising there's a, there's a hidden map inside the pillar uh, which he gets yep. at the end which apparently if the cliffhangers to believed is leading him to Dinosaur Island so yo uh, that's where I was like, yeah, this book was meant for me. Venditti, please don't mess this up. Please. Yeah, because it's basically Indiana Jones turning into Jurassic Park. This is basically yeah. Matt's entire dream exactly. come true. Uh, well, and I like that he went back in time. And so this the statue that he comes back to look at is called Horus Caged. And it looks like the Egyptian god Horus, who has the hawk head, is set behind these columns. And he's like, it's weird because it's the only piece of uh, Egyptian art that, that shows Horace in this light. So being what he's figured out through metal and whatnot, he's like, well, maybe there's something more. There's this hot creature that's supposed to be coming. We kind of have that tease at the end of the last issue. And as he's pondering all this, he ends up being pulled back into time. And it ends up almost being like a self-fulfilling prophecy where the hot creature that appears to Khufu is Carter, you know, through this time travel. And he's trying to appeal to basically himself that he's not a threat and it's not quite working. So we get this fun battle between Hawkman and Khufu. Khufu. Man, Egyptian names are hard. Um, uh, until he can kind of get through to him. And that's where, okay, well, if I got through to him, he would have put it in this pillar. And when he goes back into the museum, it's there. 
So I, I like all that. I like that it's it's playing with that timeline of all these different versions of himself. And as he keeps it, going, it's, maybe he's going to get farther into his different... You yeah, know. it's worth mentioning as well that this happens. It's, it's the nth metal on his chest yeah. that, that initiates it. So it seems exactly. like the nth metal, whether it be sentient or not, wants him right. to figure this out and yep. is leading him in a certain path. Um, so, so that's the thing. Uh, and the idea that, because he even says to the, 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 the curator who's there, that, oh, we've not translated some of this, and is, is it possible that some of the origin of this stuff isn't actually yeah. from ancient Egypt? That's why we can't figure it out. It's because it's just right. a, a different origin. And obviously he means alien. He means wherever yeah, the ancient metal came from. He's, he's going to that ancient alien thing, and the, the curator's like, Carter, don't be, don't, yeah. you know, you know better than anybody. It's never that. So, okay, so, so now, I, like now I need to Photoshop, you know, the aliens, but I need that with the yeah. Hawkman helmet on. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that is that's that's amazing. Yeah. I also like too that he seems to be how he has this network of people that he goes to in each life. So like the Carter Hall from before had made friends with this. She she runs the train. The subway. Uh, yeah. The subway in, in England and like her great grandma knew him and you know they're they're indebted to her and it was a lot like the Greek fisherman. It was the same way. So I like that through the years he's developed this network of people. And that's how he gets things done, uh, all through these friendships. So I like that it's building up Carter Hall as a character because I feel like in a lot of a lot of the John stuff I've read, he's kind of like just this meathead that smashes things. And sometimes even like John, who seems to have affinity for the character, forgets that he's an archaeologist. And there's there's a mental side to him. And I like that Venditti's leaning into that. Like he's yeah. an archaeologist first and guy who smashes things second. So yeah, and obviously my only complaint with issue one is that I'm not a big fan of Hitch on art, and I'm still not. Like it's it's not terrible by any means. It's just kind of it's fine. It's, it's serviceable. Yeah, I, the dinosaurs at the end look pretty good, so I'm not going to complain mm. there. It's... The fight scenes I thought were really like I never got lost in them, which can be when there's aerial battles. I feel like it's easy to do. But uh, I, never... I mean, I guess that's fair. You could say that his layouts and the way he has the action flow works quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's his line work that I just don't particularly enjoy. How yeah. how how his faces look, how you know. Yeah, some of the poses, like where he first lands in ancient Egypt, he looks like he's doing a weird stretch. Instead of I, I rather had him do like a superhero landing, you know. Hmm. But but yeah, no, I really enjoy this book. I'm very excited. I also like how the helmet materializes. I think that's new. I've never seen that in Hawkman. Granted, I haven't read much Hawkman, but it it. You know, he opens his chest, Superman style. He's got the Hawkman logo with the nth metal. And then it all comes from there, like nanotechnology. And it yeah. forms the helmet around him. I really like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I like that a bit more in issue one. I'm still not super into it, but um, I'll, I'll keep reading. Unless like, week two gets really busy or it starts to yeah. like die for me. Um, I will read the next issue. So, uh, What would you rate it? Uh, this is an 8. Uh, solid, solid 8. I want to give an 8.5, but I've already gave my extra points to Flash this week. So again, trying to in the in the sake of consistency. Yeah, yeah it's an eight. Connor gave this an eight point five. I think what's interesting is Connor said he's pissed that he missed this week because it's one of the most like blanket positive weeks he's been in a while. Uh, he's not here <laughs> to like, be positive because I was giving him shit the last couple of weeks for being negative. Yeah. All the time. Uh, but hey, so uh, I would give it. Mm, I'd probably get a seven. I, I think I think it's it's good, but I don't think it's great. Fair. But that's how I, I give the first one like a six or something like that. I'm sure. So yeah. you know, it's been up. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, That's a good sign. Progress. Uh, so we'll move on then. We've got a Plastic Man number two. This started the same time last month. 
This is the oh. mini with uh, Gail Simone. Um, it is rather wang, you might say. Uh, Adriana Mello is on the art. So mm-hmm. this is... So I liked how this one started with this, like, oh, he's looking for the kid with the hoodie. Uh, right. And he's trying to find him. But it's like, wait a minute, wasn't, wasn't the cliffhanger last time that he was like almost attacked by like the police because this whole conspiracy yeah. thing with the GLA member? And it gets to that eventually because he, he's looking around for the kid and there's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, with him like just questioning various people, including the cats. He becomes a cat. He stretches into a mm-hmm. cat to, to talk to the cats, and there's various other uh, fun panels and pages. But eventually, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the dancers who work at the, the club that he knows, and there's the one who's into him, but he's not into her because uh, like, oh, the ones who are into me, I probably shouldn't be into, and then the ones I'm into would never want to be into me. And it's, it's those two, it's the same two ladies that we met yep. in the last issue, and they're debating about him. They find him like passed out, and they bring him in, and he explains kind of his backstory to them, yep. and why he's looking for for the kid. And it turns out the kid uh, showed up and actually kind of saved them from the from the police uh, at the end of the last issue. And he ended up running off with them, and he, 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 he sort of like you know does like a, a kite gliding thing with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, hell yeah. Um, and it's all this, yeah. it's all this thing. But then eventually, uh, Man Bat shows up, and what's interesting is this is like earlier days. Plastic Man, he thinks it's mm. Batman. He assumes because he's been scared of of Batman as a criminal yeah. that this is what Batman's really like. And I'm like, no, right. it's Man Bat. He's he's monstrous. What are you talking about? Yeah, but also reminded me of what. Uh, certain people saw Batman in, as in Batman Begins under the Scarecrow and the Fear Toxin. Oh, sure, okay. So, so I like that because again, it's like what you said was it's it's how uh, the criminals see him. But but yeah, but when I looked at the face and then we get the reveal later, it actually is Man Bat. I thought yeah. that was pretty clever. No, uh, it's, it's it's good. Um, I thought it was a fun little thing, and it ties more into this. Um. Like, oh, there's a JLA traitor. Like, does he think it's Batman up until this point? And the kid's like, that's not Batman, you dummy. It's Man Bat. Uh, in fact, he even goes to Batwoman to uh, try, try, try and like, yeah. find this kid. And she's just, like, disgusted with his, his general attitude. Uh, but I just, I'm looking at these early pages where he's actually, like, pretending to be different things. I love that he, he turns into, like, an old woman jogger at one point. Mm-hmm. He's jogging with the old woman and he becomes, like, the old woman version. In fact, we should probably talk about the page... It's like a Where's Wally slash Waldo page where it says yep. at the bottom, oh, find these fun items in this page. And there's a dog experiencing uh, in you. There's a street right. hustler selling robot vacuums. I can see that, yes. Um, yep. There's a family of street fighting emus. Yeah, uh, I can see them all. Yeah, That's I can see terrifying. them. That's uh, terrifying. A kid who ironically probably ends up being a Robin for about 10 issues. He's at the back, spray painting the Batman logo. Yep. Uh, a challenger of the unknown... Um. Oh, I can see him. He's near the front. The Deep purple. moral turptitude. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh, and then uh, Dan Didio, and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. There's Dan there Didio in the bottom yeah, left. Yeah. And then it says Old Gum, which I'm not seeing, but sure. Old Gum. What does that mean? I'm looking for somebody stepping in gum. Um... Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That's yeah, so uh, really funny. The horse gave me a good laugh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really funny issue. Um, I thought the banter with the two two ladies was pretty good, and he and basically he feels guilty because when ba- when Man Bat shows up, instead of staying to help the kid, he just runs away. He he runs away because he can't take it. He's too scared, um, and he he's he's guilty. That's why he has to find the kid. He has to be the hero. He has to try and you know right his wrong. And what's interesting is the 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 lady who was into him was like. Oh, I guess you were right. He's a bit of a sleazeball. He he just left the kid, 
And then she's like, no, but he's running head first to face the one thing he's scared of to fix what he messed up. That's actually more heroic than I thought he was. So I, I like that, that uh, back and forth there. Um, so he, he, he eventually finds the kid. He ends up with uh, the, the, the woman who's um, telling him about the, the conspiracy. Um, yeah. what's, what's, her, what's her name? I forget her name here. Um, um, yeah, she's she works for Spiral. Yeah, yeah, the Spiral or, yeah. Uh, assassin or whatever. Uh, so it turns out the kid's actually a girl because her hair falls out uh, yep. over over hoodie at one point. Um, and then we get a couple of pages which the the lawyers at DC must have really had to think about how to get away with this <laughs> so that they weren't getting into trouble because yeah. basically once he realizes it's Man Bat, uh, mm-hmm. once once he once the kid tells him. He's like, oh, that's fine. And he turns into Smog from yep. The Hobbit. And then cracks a joke about how those movies were too long. But he is wearing his, his sunglasses and his headphones yeah. still. It's a really funny image. And then the, yeah. the final page of the book, he turns into um, uh, Optimus Prime, yeah. essentially, and says how these movies don't make any sense and are slightly racist. And then he turns into what I'm pretty sure is meant to be Iron Man and says, I don't want to say anything that will get me into trouble legally. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I thought I'd have lost my stuff. I don't, I don't love this book as much as you do. So, okay. like, it's fine. Um, I didn't like the, the, the cross-cutting uh, of, of the story. Like, how I kept jumping. Like, when it opened up here, and I was like, wait a minute. We did the cops, and I just... I kept going and i couldn't remember anything that had happened oh i was into it because it, it, it kind of like worked, it fell into kind of the the, the the comedy noir of it like it felt very noir to like you know <laughs> jump ahead and then come back and like explain how the ending happened i i did get a dark laugh out of the kids trying to plead with whoever captured her and she's like no please don't i'm you know uh i what, what was it the last line i remember was i'm an orphan and he goes well good nobody will remember you then yeah. Or I'm just a kid. Well, we've killed younger. And yeah. then she's just like, oh, well, I guess that's it then. Like, it did get a dark laugh out of that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh. Um, and then the, end, the book ends with him. He's talking to Man Bat. He's like, now listen to me, you flying turd. I got people after me. I don't want to fight, fight the cabal. I need protection. How do I join? Which, you know, maybe says that he's not going to be as heroic as he was, but I, I feel like he's probably going to try and infiltrate them for the sake of finding out who the bad guys oh, are. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But nah, I had a blast with it. I, I think this was better on the first issue. I think it was funny. I liked how it was jumping around. Um, like, everything about this issue clicked for me. His relationship with the kid, his guilt over leaving the kid behind, um, just that general sense that he's kind of a loser, but he's trying to be better. Like, all of that was really working, and I think I think Simone's sense of humour was really hitting this for me. Uh, yeah. And the art's pretty solid, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, still the best thing about it is the art, I feel. So, uh, what were you giving it, Matt? Um, so this this was... A, like, it's not bad, but it's not my thing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to give it too low. So I, I guess I'll give it a 7. Yeah, I, I'm going with uh, 8.5 on this one. Yeah. I really like this. I really like this issue. No, no, but what about the Ginge? Uh, he gave it a 7 as well. Um, yeah. Which is funny, I, I thought he liked the first issue more. Uh, so maybe maybe you just didn't like this one as much. Uh, I'll have to have to ask him. But uh, now I really like Plastic Man issue too. So uh, now good stuff. Where's well, this take us on to our final book of the week, and that is Sideways number six. This is um, Dan Didio writing Carmine DJ Domenico on the art, which is interesting because it's been rocking for nice. this point. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, a bit different. Um, so you actually said to me earlier in the week you didn't like this one as much. No, this is the worst issue so far. 
to me. It just it felt like it became a different series. Like I had to go back and see what issue five was because I felt like I missed something in between. So because I remember the mom, the way that issue five ended, the mom had found out about him being sideways right through those files. Um, and then this just jumped into he there's this narration and I kind of figured out where it was going. But the stuff that happened in between, it just felt like a slapdash put together. Um, and I noticed Rockefort and Justin Jordan, who have been kind of with it in some form or the other, weren't involved in this at all. Like this was all DDO. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, sure why that is. That that, that was that's kind of yeah. weird. Um, why it's and, like... and I understand Rockefort not doing the art, and I think he gets a, a story credit. Yeah, but well, it was funny to me because it was them co-writing. Cool it was it was the deal and Justin Jordan co-writing for a while, right. and then it switched to just Jordan for an issue or two. And then it's just mm-hmm. Didio for this issue. So that's it's really weird how it's flipping between them. Yeah, and Rockerfort's only credit is the cover. So Gia Domenico and Didio are the storytellers. Didio does the dialogue. But there's no Jordan, and I felt like it was Justin Jordan's writing that really was keeping me with it. Um, and the Rockerfort art's never... I'm never going to complain about What's funny about this <laughs> is that you said to me you, you didn't like it as much. and then But from Twitter, I was seeing a lot of people saying that they really liked it. And that it was even the best issue yet. So I didn't read this until near the end. I read this just before Hawkman today. Um, mm. So I was like, okay, I have no idea what to expect. I'm hearing bad things from Matt. I'm seeing good things from everyone else. Um, yeah. So I went into it not knowing how to feel. <laughs> I was like, okay, right, I'll just see what it does. Uh, go in blind. It's fine. Um, yeah, I didn't dislike it. I, I'm not actually sure why you have the issues you do with it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I Again, it feels like there was a story there that they were going to slowly play out. And it was like, oh, well, you only have a couple issues left. So wrap everything up. And it just felt like everything happened so fast. And it didn't line up with what I had been enjoying beforehand. Like, I actually, I'm kind of sad. I'll be honest. I, I don't even understand. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even see what you're talking about, honestly. Like, like, for... So like... So, so the mother plot, like... yeah, the mother plot. So, so this issue largely revolves around her wanting to like find out why the company. So, because she's trying to talk to him at the start, she's trying to talk to Derek, and Derek kind of fobs her off and says, "No, go away." And he leaves and immediately teleports as soon as he gets out the door, and she can't find him. So she wants to go to her her, her office to try and dig up more stuff right. and find out what they're doing with him and why they're following him, why they're watching him. And the the entire thing has this really weird tone over it, this sort of dark tone of like, this is not a good idea. And all the narration from Derek is in the past tense, is if he regrets right. his actions of that day. Um, and we see like it's very shady, like the security guard doesn't really want to let her in, and then the, the creepy right. scientist who works there is like trying to convince her to leave. Right. And it kind of feels like it's building up to her death, and that's kind of what it does. It builds up to her being thrown out the window, essentially, in the yeah. dark, because she's looking into things she's not supposed to be looking at. And right. so it's kind of this dark turn. And uh, for me, the issue, it focuses more on the mother and what she's up to try to figure things out. And I thought it flowed quite well. And I, I thought I thought um, the narration difference, it reminded me a little bit of a, a certain episode of the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Oh, um, but no, it reminded me of a couple episodes of that where you'd have this narration talking about the mm-hmm. like how big a deal this episode was. Or even if it wasn't in the past tense, I'm thinking of season two's passion where... Uh, Angelus would be narrating that episode, even though yeah. he's the villain. And it gave it this tone of something bad's going to go down in this episode. And to, that, to me, this issue kind of felt like that. It was like Derek's narrating from the future and he's talking about his, his regrets and his mistakes. And throughout the issue, he keeps ignoring his mum's calls and he doesn't want to talk to her. He ends up having like a little adventure with Tempest where he goes to help Tempest because Tempest is fighting this big interdimensional demon or whatever it is. 
and he ends up like helping him. The, the powers kind of like combine. Oh, and that, that's what I get. Like I just felt like this was a random jaunt back with Tempest, just like you know. I don't know. I kind of I liked it. It felt like it was taking its time, and then all of a sudden, it th- this book is nothing but plot. Just we had a lot of cool character stuff in the first five issues, and that's what I enjoyed reading. And then here. I I actually just don't understand because you know? I don't I don't feel like there is yeah. too much plot I don't I don't I don't feel like I feel it's, like this I feel, I feel like the pacing is the exact same I guess is what I'm saying no, see, I <laughs> I don't I just feel like they packed in a whole bunch you know, I, no like, I I I completely just disagree with it because uh, for for me the mum plot moved at a nice speed the, the Derek ignoring it, it it almost feels like the I was going to compare it to like your your Batman origin, but it's probably better to compare it to Spider Man. But I like the idea that it built up to like the parent dying. It's like they didn't have died in that first issue. We got a little bit of the relationship know, and, first. And again, I don't have issues with the mom dying, even though you know, I just I don't like the way that it, it just to me it felt like it just felt off. It didn't feel like the sideways I was enjoying, you know. Uh, because it wasn't Rockefeller on the art, um, it felt a little bit different. But I like Gia Domenico. Gia Domenico, yeah, it's not the art. I feel it's it's more the the story than anything. I just I, no, I mean it's it's got a different tone, but it's a very intentional different tone. It's just very yeah. much here's this somber tone because of the events of the well, story that's about to take place. And again, it's not the somber tone. I just feel the way it was assembled. I'm just not. I you know. I'll be honest, Matt. That's maybe my favorite well, issue. The, the See, I, don't, so I don't get it. It's like you don't get. Yeah, mine, I, I don't get it. Like, I, 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 I just, I just don't understand. Like, because normally when you, when you know, when we, we have a difference of opinion on a book, like, yeah. I'll hear why you don't like it, and you understand. I, I just don't like this concept as much as you do, or vice yeah. versa, or whatever. Um, or you can see what the problem is, but it doesn't bother you as much for whatever reason. I, I, I just, I just don't understand this time. I don't um, this. Well, I feel like, and, and this is, I'm not putting this on the same level as that, but like. I've heard someone say that the red that Red Hood and the Outlaws is the best thing DC's doing. Oh yeah, some people love and that it, book. Yeah, I get it, but to say that's the best thing they're doing, I just like I don't understand it. Like, have you not read King's Batman or you well, know? Well, no, I mean, like, like other people can have their like, own favorites, and if we don't understand it, it's fine. Like, what you like is yeah, well, you know, and that, that's what I feel right now. Like, I don't feel like. Oh, I'm missing something. I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, we joke a lot about Red Hood being garbage, and we have fun with it, but it's not well, necessarily. No, Taste is what it is and whatnot, but like, I don't know. I've also heard a lot of bad things about The Flash, and I'm like, are we reading the same book? Oh yeah, we love The like, Flash. Like, we, you, it, yeah, yeah, but but I've I've seen other sites that just. I mean, this is the thing. It, Us so. being friends means we line up in more than we don't. Yeah. Right, but every yeah. so often there's still times where it's like completely just different, and I actually love this issue. I, I think this issue builds to her death in a really smart way. I felt tense as it was building up because I knew it was going to happen. It was in my stomach. Like I knew it was going there. But it still worked as it was building up to it. And then the stuff with Tempest, it felt like, okay, we're opening up the world a little bit. We're seeing the extent of what his powers could be. It's not just about teleporting on Earth. He can open yeah. rifts to other planets, potentially, if he really controls his power, if he really harnesses it. Um, and the fact that he actually bonds with Tempest a little bit, like Tempest is actually happy to have a friend there because he's, he just, yeah. he's not used to having that. Um, but so you got that, and we got a little bit more of... Um, you know, like him thinking about his mother and feeling guilty because he sometimes thinks about his real parents, his birth parents, and like you know, could he have a relationship with them? And because Ernie's having a fun day with her mother mm-hmm. out at the fair. Um, also, I never, I never actually realized that her sister was an identical twin before. Um, yeah, so that was the other thing. They felt like they just dropped on us here. They're like, oh, well, they're identical. I don't feel cool. it's dropped cool. on us so much as it's just we didn't know yet. 
or, or if it was mentioned, it was mentioned so casually that I didn't uh, quite catch it. Because uh, I kind of had fun where... Because uh, I thought it was her until he mentioned it wasn't, and she's been like kind of, you know... Well, not not Ernie. <laughs> she's been more yeah. more of a, a, a typical teenage girl to him. Um, and he has to kind of deal with that. But now nah, I, I was really into this issue of Sideways. Um, like, so... Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, um, because you you said it was rough, and I was I I put it off thinking, oh god, yeah. like because I assumed I was going to agree with you, and then yeah. I read it and I went, I actually kind of like this, and then it kept going. Yeah. I'm like, well, when I, you told me people were saying it's the best issue, I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't, you know. After I really enjoyed the last issue too. Yeah. So well, I mean, I know. mean, obviously, I'd say stick around. I wouldn't let one issue put you off. Well, no, I'm gonna see yeah. where it goes, but again. When I saw that and I saw there was no Justin Jordan or Rockefeller, I was like, that's weird. So, I, I would have expected Rockefeller to be gone just because every other New Age book lost its artist. Yeah, well, and that, that's why I felt like they tried to cram a whole bunch of stuff. Like, they like DDO knows, you know, like, we only have a couple issues left because these New Age of Heroes books aren't... Well, I mean, that's, this, is, this is what I'm saying where I don't get it. I, I don't feel like it's stuffing anything in this issue. Yeah, to me, see, the, and that's I did. To me, to me, the, the pacing here is actually probably the best it's been in the entire book because it juggles well, the two plot lines quite effortlessly and it doesn't feel like yeah. it's... Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else to add, I guess. Um, but Sideways is really good, so check it out. Where would you read it? Uh, what would I rate it? Um... Yeah, I'm going. I'm going high here. Uh, Eight point five for me. Oh wow, this this is a six because I can't, you know, I can't fault it too much, but I also didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it, so it's of being put together like this. This is higher than some of the other books for me that you know would otherwise you know beat it usually. Um, mm. But hey, and obviously Connor does not read sideways, so he didn't. Nope. Uh, and uh, give us a rating for it but that does take us on to picking our favorites of the week uh, where we pick our favorite panel slash moment our cover our artist and top five books of the week and um, Cora did send a top five and he did send an art and a cover he did not pick a panel slash moment because he's a lazy slacker oh wow i know he's terrible uh so why is it bart allen coming back matt yeah well so i i there are some other ones that are that are yeah like superman has a couple like when he's saving people from the fire yeah it's very superman the I run with my family out of Flash really with good. Wally yep. is super good, but nothing put a smile on my face. Nothing made me fist pump this week as finally seeing Bart Allen in the pages of the Flash. Like he showed up during the Super Sons, you know, Titans crossover, whatever that was. Yeah, but that was the, weird future Bart Allen. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't the same to see classic Bart Allen in this impulse suit and just the tone, like Williamson, the way that he his dialogue. He just felt like Bart, and it felt great. So, oh, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be different. I'll I'll go with the uh, the shot of the new fortress in the water from Superman. Uh, yeah. That was a really really fun visual and just mm-hmm. so different. Um, Supergirl this season did like a, it wasn't a great season overall, but there was a really fun thing where the villain had like a fortress uh, made out of rock, but it, it looked like the fortress, yeah. but it was rock, and I thought that was a really cool visual right. as well. Um, so. But hey, uh, so we've got a, a best cover we do next, usually. Uh, I'll tell you mm-hmm. Connor's first. I think he picked oh, yeah. the variant from Hawkman, if I remember correctly. That was, that was yeah. really good. That was really good. Uh, uh, I, I picked that up in physicals, so... I, I, I'm not picking it. The variant for Titans was also very good, because that was an Osagic cover. Um, but I think I have to go with the variant for Flash. Okay. Works. Mine's oh, yeah. also a variant, yeah. but mine's a variant from Superman. It's the David Mack 
looks like watercolor. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just the outline. I uh, I didn't know which cover to get because I also had the – who did the other one? Was it Hughes? Yeah, Hughes did one. Uh, the Hughes one looked really good, but then and, – and the Reese main cover looks like Superman. But, like, man, that matte cover. Hooey. Yeah. So good. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so then next up, best art of the week. I will also refer back to Connor's list first. He picked – Hawkman, for some reason, the crazy bastard. All right. Because he didn't read Superman. He's lost all credibility, quite frankly. Um, that, that said, Howard Porter and Flash was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Sandoval and, and Green Lantern was pretty good too. So there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, uh, Mad- Madonchan Detective, I think, was pretty solid um, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I actually think I'm going to you know what I'm going to going to be bold here. I'm going to go with uh, Plastic Man because. Okay. Uh, Adriana Milo uh, and Plastic Man. I feel like mm-hmm. there's so much inventive, crazy stuff with these transformations and what he's stretching into, but it's also mm-hmm. very expressive and cartoony when it needs to be, and it really sells the the, the sense of humor of the book. And I think yeah. as a whole, I found it really impressive. So I'm gonna go with that, Plastic Man, yeah. for best start. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna deep go deep into my my prime time of comics. I can't. I love Ivan Reese. Like it just hmm. to me, he's he's DC Comics. So I gotta give it to Superman with Reese. Ah, oh, that's fine. That's fine. So there you go. Uh, which leads on to top five books of the week. Again, I'll read Connor's first since he's not here, so he doesn't have yep. to think about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Connor's number one. Jeez, oh, Hawkman. Uh, number one, maddening. Yep. Uh, number two is Flash. Number three is Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Uh, number four is Detective <laughs> Comics, and number five is Plastic Man. That was his top five of the the week um so cool what's your top five matt so my top five number one is flash number two is superman number three is hawkman number four is and now all my covers have just disappeared <laughs> i was at number four right number four yes. is tech and number five is green lantern uh, how how about cool um yeah, this is this is funny this week. I feel like I've got a lot of close books together, but I think yeah, Flash at number one is probably my uh, my pick, and then I think yeah, Detective at number two, and yeah, I mean to go with my ratings here, um, I think Plastic Man at number three, Sideways at four, and then Superman at number five. Matt's muting himself. He doesn't yeah, want to react. Sorry, to that. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, just keep in mind, though. I mean, I gave Superman like an eight, and everything else above that was like eight point five. Yeah. Uh, so nah, I, I had a really solid week this week. Um, yeah, it was a really good week for comics. Yeah. So. so, and yeah, I mean, Hawkman was fine, and actually, I had a lot of fun with Titans. I mean, honestly, uh, it's almost a shame that. Uh, Sideways and Plastic Man were so good for me this week because Titans would have made it in there otherwise, <laughs> but. Yeah. There you go. Not above Superman, though. It'd have been below Superman. But uh, so if I give it honourable number six, it'd be Titans. But because uh, there's sometimes we're like, okay, it's a top five, but we only really love four of them, and we're having to put in like one that we don't like as much. This was the opposite, where I had six that I really yeah. liked, and then um, 
And Hawkman is fine, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, uh, so that is that is that's the show. I'll tell you what's coming next week. Which this will be a short section uh, on this podcast because there's only five books that we're covering. Uh, we get Batman fifty one. We get Justice League number four. We have Green Lanterns fifty one. Then we have Batwoman number seventeen. If I get around, which I probably will, be given that we have so few books, even though I'm not really feeling yeah. it anymore. And then Connor and Matt will be talking about Batman and Wonder Woman: Raven the Bold number six. Oof. So yeah. and that's it. And then obviously. What we're not covering next week that's also out is New Challengers number three, Cyborg 24. Unless that was cancelled. That may have been cancelled, actually, <laughs> retroactively. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm not seeing Cyborg. Yeah, and then Damage number seven is maybe next week as well. It's a really quiet week. And the funny thing about it is that week four is stacked. So it's like, DC, just distribute your books a bit more evenly, please. That'd be, yes. that'd be lovely. Uh, so because of that, though, next week I will definitely be asking on Twitter for questions. So if you have a think during yep. the week, um, and if you even want to you know, email us uh, at mailedfuzz at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, g- mailedfuzz at gmail.com, yes. Um, or you can get us on Twitter. That's the easiest thing, at DC Comics Podcast. Send us some questions for next week, um, and we can have a, quest- a proper question section yep. before we get to the books, since there's uh, so few of them next week. Uh, so that's that's fun. Uh so yeah, here's the part of the show where I will uh, promote various things, um, mainly of course the Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. if you want to support the, the show and the, the channel and everything we do here, specifically this show. Of course, uh, in fact, me and Connor's monthly episode for June, it got delayed due to technical issues where we lost uh, a lot of the recording, mm-hmm. but we talked about the Dark Prince Charming uh, books one and two. Uh, so that went up during the week for patrons at the $5 tier. So if you want to be a patron, you can get access to that. Um, the next one is going to be about JLA The Nail. Uh, that'll be coming up sometime later in the month. Um, but of course, you also get some various other, other perks for other shows. But mostly, you know, just uh, support us and keep the show going and stuff. Even $1 a month is fantastic. But if you can't do that, if you if you, if you you can't, if you simply can't, that is cool. Don't feel bad about it. You can like and subscribe and comment and all the other stuff. Share us on Twitter. There's tons of stuff you can do to support the show. All of it is appreciated. Um, so yeah, that is that is us. Uh, Matt, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at mattofsteel57. And you can find me at wibble89. They're of course on the screen for the video folk. Um, audio uh, folk, you just have to work out our accents and uh-huh. our dialects and, and figure it out. But um, that is that is us. That has been episode 112 of Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, we'll be back for 113 next week uh, with a very very small amount of books but lots of questions hopefully yes. so that is us Connor will be back as well uh, we'll have a full 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 team uh, going forward and the week after that though we got Doomsday Clock so big stuff coming in week 4 of the month mm. so exciting yeah good, good times so yeah uh, uh, actually just one final thing uh, Matt uh, is there any, any yeah. other content from Mailed Fuzz TV that you would like to promote Oh yeah, yeah. Check out me and Pete's reviews for Glow season two. There you go. Uh, we got three of them yeah, up so yeah, far. Yeah. For, fourth one. The season's really good because yeah. you know we do the slow and go method, but just about everybody I know, my brother binged half of it last night, and I went, "Don't you dare say a word." Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, we're we got, taking our time. We got three of those up so far. Episode four, I believe, will be getting done tomorrow, and that'll be going up. Yep. So uh, we're doing two a week. So the first of the year up. Uh, so we're having fun with that. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's a good thing to promote. Good thing to promote. Uh, so that is us. That has been episode 113. So let us know what you thought of the comics this week and the comments or on Twitters and so on. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics, guys, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.